0: to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe online call-in open mic poetry radio show. The number to call in tonight if you would like to join us is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We have some things to go over, so we're going to get right to it. Firstly and foremost, the most important thing that I have to tell you tonight is that I have six five-week-old kittens in my office with me right now and a little mama that I'm fostering. So if you happen to hear mews or something fall over, or, you know, little strange alien kitty sounds in the background, just ignore it and keep going, okay? If for some reason (laughs) Mama Kitty starts yelling so bad that I have to let her out, I'll play a track and get her out of here, and uh, then then we'll keep going. But that's what's going on in my world tonight. I have little fluff balls, little live dust bunnies with kitten tails or whatever it is running all over my office, and it's the most adorable thing ever. All right, next. I'm very excited to see all the positive positive responses uh, to the Blackout Poetry Summer Challenge that we're going to be doing, and we'll be going over that in just a bit. Again, my big heart's shout out to all of you who are making me happy beyond all comprehension seeing you post your haikus. Dave Kuhn, uh, Todd Carter's in there, Jimmy Ray, Stormy, Mike Todd, to mention a few. I want to thank you for posting them on my page and for tagging me. Please keep it up. You have no idea how cool this is for me to be able to to watch those and read those. All right, so let's just jump into all these other stuff. Um, Announcements. We have another prize event drawing coming up. That is the Summer Blackout Poetry event challenge, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure what I'm calling it yet. So um, if you weren't here last week, I'm going to be doing a couple of things, and then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that more in detail. All right. If you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can shoot me over a message. Probably on Facebook is the easiest. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And let me know what you want to get put together, and we will get that done. All right. I want to take a moment, a very important moment, and thank our 2022 sponsors, those of you who reached in your pocket and pulled out some dollars and helped cover our 2022 broadcasting license. I think it's very important every, every time we get a chance to thank those people. And we've been on the air for 15 years, and probably the last eight – of those you guys have been helping me with this broadcasting license and quite literally we could not still have this show on the air i could not personally still have this show on the air without your help so on behalf of all of us in this community we want to thank you our sponsors are karen Depthwriter dewitt melvin douglas johnson gary and noreen snyder douglas curry george wiley i see you on the line there vicky aqua Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. And I want to thank those of you who anonymously made donations in the names and memory of John Music Mancase, the Appalachian poet, uh, (laughs) Philip Kent Church, uh, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C. B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King Cadence, and Rick Smith. The second, always, 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 we have you with us, you guys. All right. So, with that, oh my gosh, why do I always get to cue it up? There it is. Okay. All right. Now, do you guys know what time it is? <laughs>
1: Oh, this is so cheesy.
0: <laughs> it's time for Inspiration from the Inkwell, a mini workshop. And as I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, don't worry. You can always come back after the show's over and relisten to the beginning of the program in the podcast and grab what you missed, all right? We are going to be starting with your Poetry Form Writing Challenge, and it's really important to kind of push ourselves out of our comfort zones, and so we've been working on learning different poetry forms and different types of poetry the last couple of months, and we're going to be continuing to do that until I run out. (laughs) All right? You know, it's really important, like I said, to explore different kinds of poetry. It's it's important to have a working knowledge of your craft. I mean, even if you are a free verse writer and whatever, you know, you should know what a Villanelle is. At least know. At least play with it. All right? Take responsibility for your craft. Learn all you can. All right, this week, we, it is going to be so fun. You guys, I am so excited to bring this one to you. <laughs> this week, we're going to be working on tabloid poetry. Hmm. What in the world is tabloid poetry, you might ask? Well, unfortunately, and quite delightfully, it is exactly what you think it is. All right, You know all those crazy tabloid papers that you see when you're standing in line at the supermarket and they're filled with these crazy, fantastical, unbelievably wild and insane stories? Well, those are the kind of poems that you are going to write. Tabloid poems are written in the form of a news article, often in a paragraph prose form, but it can be in verse or written in the form of a story if you want. All right. The subject and content of the poem should be the most outrageous, insane, totally ridiculous tale ever told. So first you will need to come up with your outrageous tabloid headline. I mean, seriously, you guys, how fun could this be? Is this going to be? You know, how far out there, beyond the abyss of bizarre, can you go with your ideas? You know, an interesting thought, a side note. Um, it would be fun to write one of these about you know write one of these about something outlandishly crazy that happens to one of your friends or your group of friends so you can have them play characters in your poem michael todd does that a lot he writes people into his poems and they're really awesome really amazing or instead of making up your own tabloid headline you can google tabloid headlines and get ideas there you can even if you wanted to, you could even pick up a tabloid newspaper the next time you're in the store and peruse the pages for ideas and inspiration. All right. As a side note, if you do that, you can also use the pages of that tabloid as blackout poetry for your, in the blackout poetry activity we're doing this summer. And again, we will talk about that a little bit more in a bit. So here are some examples of actual real tabloid headlines that could be used as titles for your poems. Hubby's bad breath kills his wife. Man fries eggs on his bald head. Alien Bible found. Bigfoot kept Lumberjack as sex slave. Man arrested for sniffing bike seats. Abraham Lincoln was a woman. Severed leg hops to the hospital. Diana is still alive hours before she died. Titanic survivors found on board alive. Population to double by 2040. Babies to blame. Hillary Clinton adopts alien baby. Redneck vampire attacks trailer park. And how can we not mention this classic, right? Bat boy (laughs) leads cops on a three-state chase. I love Fat Boy. <laughs> so you get the idea. The more wild, strange, absolutely unbelievable, but just maybe you get with these ideas, the better. So how do you get started? So the first thing I do is I suggest that you get your tabloid headline. Get the idea. This is, what, okay, this is the title. This is what I'm going to be writing about. Write it down on the top of the page, and then just start writing down every single thing you can think of that could go into that story. All the ideas, right? And even if they're unrelated or, you know, goes in one direction, completely goes in another direction, and that's all the better. Because when you sit down to write this, you're going to be able to go through that list as you start putting your ideas together. And as the story writes out, and you'll have things that were totally unrelated, but you're going to find real clever ways to use them as plot twists. You know, it started out over here, but then all of a sudden this happened, and then that happened, and, you know, as you as you tell your wild tales. All right? And once you get that list done, then I want you to start, like I said, go ahead and start pie- piecing your poem together. Start writing out your ideas, you know, Put a, pick out this one and that one, and, you know, once you get it all written down, you know, then you'll be able to take your time and trim it up, edit it, rewrite it. Um, and, and within all of that, you do find your poem. But I would suggest not trying to write about it the first time. First, just write down all your ideas, then write down your ideas like an outline of what you want to do, what you want to put together, how you want the story to play out, and then just start writing it. You know, just write it as a free write, and then find your poem inside of it when you're done. And I know that that may seem like a lot of prep work. I mean, it's easier to just sit down and write something and walk away. But we really don't want the easy way, do we? You know, we, want, we don't want to be satisfied with just the easy poems. You know, we deserve better than that from ourselves. So the question is, can we push ourselves a little further to explore what we can actually do with these ideas we write about? You know, can we slow down? Our generation's, you know, what is it, 60-second microwave mentality, you know, that that do it now, do it fast, that I'm happy with zap-heated chicken nuggets mentality of instant gratification. You know, can we slow down, think about what we're doing, and instead let the idea simmer a little, you know, heat it up, turn it over, let it sizzle, throw some seasoning on it, savor the aroma, Endure the tummy growls in order to sink our teeth into something really, really, really good, all right yeah, I know i 'm hungry, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just kind of went off on a little fantasy there, you know, but really think about these, really play with them, push them push yourself all right, so again, this week we are writing tabloid poetry inspired and written in the style of those ridiculously absurd preposterous, scandalous, shocking, ludicrous, disturbing, outrageous, fantastical, Lovecraftian, tabloid headlines. I really, really, really want some of these coming back. I really want someone to bring, someone, I'm telling you, please, someone do this and come and read it to me. I don't beg often, but all of you do this. You have no idea how much fun this can be. And it's something silly, right? We all sit down we have to write such serious poems. Let yourself be fantastical. Let yourself be crazy for a minute. Let yourself not be worried about, you know, if you're writing a great masterpiece, and just play, stomp in the puddles of your brain and have fun. Remind, you why, remind yourself why playing with words are fun. I want you to jump in this head first without thinking and just have fun with it and then bring them back and let me, let me read them because that's very important. That's what I was trying to say. That was the whole point of that. All right, next we're going to be going over your poetry prompts. Now, remember, prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. It can be, the prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. And beyond that, whatever you do with them is up to you. So let's get started on those. I would like you to number your paper, clean sheet of paper in your journal or notebook, whatever you're writing in, 1 through 12. All right. Number one, eulogy for the end of the day. Eulogy for the end of the day. Two, she is the dark song. Now you can change this to he is or I am or they are, however you want to start that. Okay? She is the dark song. Three. The tyranny of rules. The tyranny of rules. Four. History on a stone. History on a stone. Five. Listen, the voice said. No, said the voice. Listen, said the voice. Listen, said the voice. (laughs) Six inside time inside time 7 his body makes its way home his body makes its way home 8 I dreamed of such a place I dreamed of such a place 9 you do not have to be good you do not have to be good 10 Looking out for sparrows. Looking out for sparrows. 11. Today, there were no bodies in the river. That's a good one, you guys. Today, there were no bodies in the river. Think about that one. How many... What does that bring to mind? What could you write to that one? And 12. Recognizing our own... Recognizing our own all right, remember you can write one poem to each prompt if you would like. You can mix and match the prompts and use line seven and one and three and get grab eleven and put all of those into one poem, or you can get real froggy and write one or one poem using all twelve prompts and While I don't make it easy for you. When I put these prompts together, I put them together in a way that they could be woven together if you are talented enough. Ooh, there's a challenge! Wah-ha-ha. Um, To do that, they all—they they all can be. You know, they're all from the, the same side of the color wheel. You know, so they—they they could be pieced together if you tried real hard. All right. So those are your 12 prompts. All right, one to each, one prompt, one prompt for each prompt mix and match, or use them all in one poem. Now, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to go over your writing exercise, and this is called pick apart a prompt. And this is what you do before you sit down and you write to any of those 12 prompts I gave you, because this exercise includes those 12 prompts. So you'll be using the same prompts for each of these, for your writing, your, uh, writing exercise and for your poetry prompts. They're they're going to be, yeah, the same 12 prompts. All right, so with this exercise, what I would like you to do is I would like you to take the first prompt and write it at the top of your page. And then instead of writing a poem to it yet, I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. All right, and then go to number two, number three, number four, all the way down to the bottom until you have at least six different ideas for poems you could write to that prompt. So, again, take a look at the prompt today, There Were No Bodies in the River. You know, there, there's the concrete image that that brings. You know, uh, there's an actual river and there's an actual body in it. Why is the body there? What's it doing? blah, blah, blah all that stuff. Why is there bodies in the river every day? That's the obvious poem. Remember, we don't want the obvious. We don't want to be basic. We don't want to write the same thing everyone else is writing. We have to find what is uniquely ours. We have to find our own voice inside of something that can, I mean, if, if every single, we have over a million listeners, guys. If all of our listeners sat there in a month, sat there and wrote a poem to this prompt, none of them would be the same. Do you realize how incredible and magical and awesome that is, right? That's why it's important for you to sit down and write at least, don't stop at six if you have more, but at least write down at least six different ideas you could write to this prompt. Today, there were no bodies in the river. You know, what if you're talking about somebody battling with depression and it was a good day for them? You know, what if you, how many, I'm not going to go on because I don't want to influence your take on this. I want them to be your own ideas, but how many different poems could you write? How many ways could you twist twist up, today there were no bodies in the river, to mean different things, to speak for different things, to be the face of or the shadow in? Okay, so all 12 prompts, write at least six different poems you could write to each of the 12 prompts. Now, before you get to the end of this, I promise something is going to grab a hold of you and it's going to be something good and it's going to drag you along and when you get done writing it, you're just going to look at it and go, wow. And it would not exist had you not done this exercise. This is one of the most important things you can do to push yourself as a writer because you're teaching your brain. Your brain has muscle memory. The more you do something, the more it does it automatically They say you have to do something 21 times for it to become a habit, right? So what you're doing in this exercise is teaching your brain to be a kaleidoscope. So when I say October, the first image in your mind does not have something orange. Instead, your brain starts flipping through images like a kaleidoscope or like the slideshow that was underneath What's your face's butt in the movie Nine and a Half Weeks where it just clicks through the images, boom, 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 boom. That's what your brain's gonna start doing with ideas automatically. You're not gonna to have to think about it anymore. It's gonna turn your your imagination into a kaleidoscope of what ifs. And these aren't just fun things, write a poem to a prompt. These are things that are gonna help you become a better writer, teach you things that are gonna make you push yourself and stand out. And who doesn't want that? You know, everyone says, Oh, I just write for myself. No, you don't. If you wrote for yourself, you wouldn't be on social media, you wouldn't be posting it. You wouldn't be coming on here and reading. You have some you write because you have something to say and you should be proud of that and say it loud. Loud and proud, right? That's the mottos. You know, so Push yourself. Be the best voice you can be. Be your own representation of ideas that are uniquely yours. All right? So that is your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise. I'm going to run through your prompts once again quickly. Remember, if you miss any of these, you can always come back at the end of the show and listen to the archives and write them down then. All right. Number one, eulogy. Why do I have a problem with that word? Eulogy for the end of the day. Two, she is the dark song. He is, I am, they are. You can change it however you want. Three, the tyranny of rules. Four, history on a stone. Five, listen, said the voice. Six, inside time. Seven, his body makes its way home. Eight, I dreamed of such a place. Nine, You do not have to be good. Ten, looking out for sparrows. Eleven, today there were no bodies in the river. And twelve, recognizing our own. And there you go. Have fun with them. To close this out, remember that we are working on our Blackout Poetry Summer Challenge. And I'm so excited about this, and I am very excited about all the uh, positive responses it has been getting from you guys. So we will be having fun with these all summer, and there will be prizes given out and some other things that I'm not going to commit to until I see how committed you guys are to this. All right, so just trust me, the more we do together, the more is going to come out of this project all right for those of you who are hearing this for the first time blackout poetry is created when a poet takes a found document traditionally a print newspaper book page magazine page and crosses out the majority of the existing text leaving visible only the words as the poem you know thereby revealing an entirely new work of literature birthed from the existing one In blackout poetry, you're using a black marker to cross out the words you do not want to use, leaving only the ones you do want to use, meaning obviously they have to stay in the order they appear on the page, making this a little tricky and a lot more fun. All right? To add an even more amazing element to this, how you blackout those non-used words or leave visible the words you are using is entirely, entirely up to you, making the page open to being as visually creative as you want it to be. So say you write a poem about love, but somehow you incorporate hearts into it or a design or whatever, and you can see examples of that. In fact, you can't. I can't find the freaking post I put up about it, so I may have to do it again. Um, but you'll see examples of, and you can Google it too, so you can just Google blackout poetry, and you can see some amazing examples of things that people have done. Okay. So once again, blackout poetry is when you take a written piece of text from a book, newspaper magazine, and redact the words, meaning to censor obscure by blacking out part of the text for legal security, or in our case, poetic purposes, in order to come up with your very own poem. Blackout poetry. There's no set rules. Do it however you want. It doesn't have to rhyme, whatever. Just there's a few simple directions. One, the easiest way to do this, if you've not done them before, is, one, scan the page for meaningful words. Meaningful words okay? Then circle lightly in pencil or something um, all the phrases and words that you like. And once you get those, then you can look back through the document and add to or eliminate words so, to create the finished piece. And then black out the words you don't need and create any design or illustration to finish your poem. Easy as that. There will be a prize drawing at the end of the summer for those of you who who participate. Participation includes creating a blackout poem, then posting it on my Facebook page, or if you don't want it out there in the public, but you still want to enter, you can shoot it over to me on Messenger. That's absolutely fine. Every poem you post or send will get your name in the drawing, meaning the more blackout poems that you do, the more chances you have to win And I think next week I'm going to let you know what the prize is. I'm going to let you know what the prize is, I think. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to do it or what I'm going to do. Anyway, there's going to be prizes, and it's going to be fun, and these are awesomely fun to do. So go out and find a book, a magazine, newspaper. Use your tabloid page that you're going to be – have for your homework this week, whatever it is, and have fun with those. Remember, the more you do, the more chances you have to win. Food for thought. We have to have it to feed our creative souls. It is our writer's discipline to do things to feed our brain every day. We are what we eat, and that includes our brains. So every day you have to do something to feed that creative side of you. All right? And that is... Every day, I want you to go out and I want you to write a haiku poem. A haiku is simple. It's three lines with a five, seven, five syllable count to the lines. So every day, go out in the world and look around you and find something worth 17 syllables. In all your rush, rush, point A to point B stuff, pause and find your 17 syllables. Alright, and get it written down. Any bit of it isn't perfect, you can go back and clean it up later. Editing is your friend. I know a lot of you don't believe that, but editing is your friend, so you can fix it later. Just get it written down. Next, make sure that you come back next week because that's the end of the workshop. <laughs> I'm just—I'm so excited about what I'm doing. It's like blah 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 blah. Yap 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 yap. Right? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> come back next week and we'll be here and i'll tell you more good things you can do but until then for the rest of the evening we are going to play um, have some poetry (laughs) the first thing i'm going to do though is i'm going to play an audio track we always start and end hi george i see you in the chat room it's so good to see you Um, i'm going to play an audio we always start and end the episode with an audio track from one of our poets and I am going to do a poem tonight by Annabelle Fern, and it's called "Like a Woman." If you're interested in having your poem played on the air, you can send the send me an MP3 file through Facebook Messenger, or send me the file to uh, the my email, the speakeasycafe@gmail.com. The word that is in there, the speakeasycafe@gmail.com, and put something in the subject line like audio file and. That will get my attention. We can upload to the show and play it for the world. So, again, this is Annabelle Fern with Like a Woman.
2: Pretty little baby breaks the surface of a big blue pill water cascading down her white swimming suit in tiny torrents of sunlit dew. She's putting on a show for them. Their scaly snouts sit above the surface of the pool. Their heavily-lidded eyes watch her hungrily. Her new breasts are hidden beneath padded cups and drawstrings are tied in bows at her hips. She hates her breasts. She hates her hips like fruit, ripening with risk, like fish, pulling her toward choppy tides. She is told that she should now behave a certain way, like a woman, they say. She donates her boy shorts to Goodwill along with her bicycle helmet, her plastic dinosaurs, and her Converse shoes. She bleaches her hair, she puts gloss on her lips, and she lathers her body in fin de soleil lying beneath the sun like a sugar-coated ham. The crocodiles are watching her, and they are starving. She flicks through her camera deleting photographs of herself that she dislikes, telling herself you are not enough. And she feeds herself to the crocodiles. But why? Human beings are not a species who sit idly in the water, it is not within our nature to submit ourselves as prey, no, it is not within our nature at all, she was toxic. You mustn't blame her, it isn't her fault, she was only trying to behave a certain way like a woman who lies flat while bacteria-laden teeth feast upon her flesh, infecting her with hate, confirming her belief that she is not enough. But one day, pretty little baby breaks the surface of a big blue Hill, shaking off the crocodiles and planting herself on land where she will grow like a winter flower, blooming, despite defeating elements. And she will learn to love her breasts, for they nourish her child with milk, and she will learn to love her hips, for they cradled her womb while her child grew within it. And she will learn that those crocodiles are never satiated while she is ever full, And she will tell her daughter, pretty little baby, I have raised you like a woman, far from the water, far from the star And when you see the crocodiles, you will come to your mother, and we will laugh at them. Thank
0: you. I absolutely love that piece. I love that piece. I think it's very empowering. You know, girls, we don't want to be Disney princesses. That's such bullshit. Who wants to sit on a porch and paint teacups every single day until you're old and gone? No. You want to be warriors. You want to be Laura Croft. Get out there and bang up that body and get your bruises and get your scars and get your stories and find your strength. You know, especially... With everything that's going on right now, I want women to remember that—that you are your own voice, you are your own strength, and nobody but you has the right to tell you anything. All right. So now, guys, you know what time it is. Dun dun dun! It's time for you, my poets that I love. So. Again, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in tonight. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. All right? We do take callers in the, the order that you call in, such as 734 is our first caller tonight. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. Though I and many others may know who you are, there's a lot of people listening for the first time tonight that don't know you. And remember, we've been on the air for 15 years. What if one of our new listeners, one of our new friends, goes back 11 years ago and listens to a poem but has no idea who it is? And it's amazing, and it changes their life, and they can't even tell you thank you. (laughs) Right? It's really important. You know, don't send your poems out there naked. You are literally, virtually, verbally publishing your poem right now. We've been publishing poems every week for the last 15 years. You can go back and listen to any of them. Make sure your name is attached, so make sure that you introduce yourself. Really important. Right now, you can read two poems, and if the lines get too busy, and I need to switch that around to just one, I will let you know, but until then, you're good to go for two, and if that happens on your turn, I am terribly sorry. And so, yeah, that's where that goes. Next thing I want you to make sure that you do when you're done reading is to give out your URL. Make sure people know how to come over and find you and get to know you and your poetry better before you come back here next week. we Remember that we do have a mature rating, which means, say it with me, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, anything other than that, you're good to go. You guys know where the line is on that envelope. Don't push it. Keep our rating clean. All right. With that said... I'm going to go ahead and announce the first three callers, so you kind of have an idea of where you are in the lineup. We have 734, 731, and 519. And beautiful Annie, I see you down there, but you are not in the lineup. If you would like to come on the air, 406, if you'd like to come on the air tonight, just press 1, and that'll let me know it's okay to unmute you. If you're here just hanging out and listening, I love you. I'm glad you're here. And if you change your mind at any time, 406, press 1. And that will let me know it's okay to unmute you. And you will not lose your place in line in the order that you called in, unless you don't want that line. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Okay. So just so you guys know, it was really funny. So before I played the track and everything like that, I'm trying to be all serious and trying to get through all this. And I have two kittens trying to climb up my pant leg at the same time. And there were like these little tiny claws and like little tiny whiskers tickling, and I'm just trying to, you know, imagine trying to sit there and, and care. And you're talking to the whole world right now. And You have kittens crawling up your pants. I mean, my God. <laughs> so I just thought, I'd let you know, we don't always do it pretty here, you guys, but we always do it. And I think that's one of the one of the uh, keys to our longevity is that, you know, we are family. We just have fun in, in all in all of our chaos. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code seven three four. 734,
3: you are on the air. Hello, Naila. This is uh, George Wiley from Michigan.
0: Hello, Mr. Wiley. I am so glad to hear from you. It's been a while, but I have been, like, stalking your page and watching all the things that you've had going on, and wow, (laughs) what an adventure you've been on.
3: Yeah, it was about, let's see, it was about a little more than a month, and it was about almost 7,000 miles of driving. I'm um, so jealous. All for well the the main destination was Las Vegas where we uh, had a birthday party. But anyway, of my for my twin brother and I. But um the I didn't uh, know there the, were two of
0: you. I didn't get that oh out of the post. Oh well, there's two of them. Oh God. Of
3: God. you <laughs> the world is, is the worst for wear if there are two of us two of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um no, you yeah, are my, my favorite kid. people. I would love two of oh. you. I'd love all these little George Clones running around. We'll call them George Clonies,
3: yeah, yeah, well, all of our kids were out there in uh you know, in <laughs> vegas they are adult children and the grandkids uh put on the party and uh one of them lives there and owns some coffee shops in Las Vegas, so um anyway, we had a ball, but I was so I'm so glad to get home. I missed a whole lot of call-ins and missed a lot of zooms and missed a lot of, didn't write any poetry to speak of um you know and, you so, know, and that's um, okay
0: like i said sometimes we have to shut up and listen in order to write we don't have to write a poem every day we do have to listen to life every day and if you don't do that pretty soon you're going to run out of things to say so just think of all those experiences you have have had and how they're going to help you now
3: yeah, well, and, and I did pick up some, some topics that I'm going to write about, traveling and sort of stuff. Some of it's humor and some of it's just BS, you know, but it's still fun. And um, so anyway, I'm um, awful happy to be here. Uh, it isn't easy, as I've told you before. Uh, Thursdays are sort of tough. I have a, well, quite a few Thursdays per month that I've already sort of committed to some other things. And so, but here I was, staying today to my wife, hey, I can join Speakeasy tonight. And I'm glad to be here.
0: We're glad you're here. And know that when you're gone, you're very much missed, as you know, because I've poked you a couple of times.
3: Yeah, And you're always here even
0: when you're not. We don't let you go.
3: You always exaggerate my value.
0: You know... (laughs) It's your. The key word in that was the word my. It is my value of your my value. Okay. Does that make sense?
3: So I
4: think so. I have so. the right
0: to value you as I please. I know your worth. I That's see your right. worth, and I am grateful for my diamond.
3: Oh, well, thanks.
0: And they are <laughs> a girl's best friend, right?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So, okay, well, my first one I'm going to read, too. My first one is... Um, last week there was the national convention of the uh, state um it was the national federation of state poetry society convention in columbus ohio uh and uh there they have a big annual contest national contest and i happened to be lucky enough to win a, to win one of the contest actually second place in the nature um category there's about 45 categories it's a huge deal but um and this poem here which i probably read here to you sometime in the last year well i wrote it back in 2020 so maybe but it's called this is uh, was my winner it's called the soarings of mornings it was almost silent the earth below the eagle was misty and the land rose towards him as the sun created dimension and movement a train muttered and wormed its way along a hillside, its whistle muted as if paying respect to the morning. The trees grew shadows in color as they gained strength, wondering if they had the valor to pierce another day. Agreeable mists had floated over the ponds and streams, and now they succumbed to the stronger boldness of breezes. Some sheep earned their way up the rise with new lambs wobbling by, and the sun stole back the moisture it had given to the night. The noises climbed slowly to the soaring bird and he knew them well. A creature of focus, his attention ignored the routines to find his prey. He knew where to fly his shadow to benefit his pursuit. He knew he was the supreme undaunted presence of this morning. A tractor dusted its way down a tree-lined road, scattering some swallows. A green heron worked the shallows of a glimmering pool, creating small, noiseless ripples in nature's mirrors, and two mallards bead the surface on their way to some place or another. Daytime curls up a land and darkness flattens it. It pulls the hills toward the sky and clubs the land into valleys. And it lets out to play the young rabbits for the eagle to see. And he gracefully accepts their contribution for another day about his land. Nature at its best is repetition and replacement. It has to offer succor to help the morning's coming, the eagle's flying. It must slumber and it must eat, else it becomes far too silent and all that is left is an abandoned train rusting its way into a hill in peace.
1: Wow.
0: I think that is absolutely one of my favorite things you've written that I've heard you read.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you. There was
0: so much in there. I mean, when you were talking about the tractor, I could feel the dust grit in my teeth. When you talked about the swallows scattering, you know, when you're talking about him standing there and, you know, giving thanks to one more day above his land. You know, how, how more could you paint that swell inside of pride? You know, it makes mm-hmm. me think of the farmer standing there watching the sun set over his fields.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, realizing, you know, where every single one of the calluses and scars on his hands came from. Yeah. You know, absolutely. hearing the voice of every ache in his back, but still thankful that he is above his land to take in that sunset and all he's accomplished. That was absolutely freaking amazing.
3: Well, thank you very much. Will
0: Appreciate you send it. that one to me so I can read it?
3: Sure. Make a note here Okay. Uh, my second one is completely different. It's a sort of a prose piece. Just a little preface to this. Um, I worked in an office for many, many years, and it was a big office. And in the the seventies, there were in eighties there were um, there weren't very many black people of that had been promoted. You know, there was there was a a lot of sort of quiet um, black females too, and uh, it was it was um, it was not a meritocracy for them. It was you know who do you know or um, or whatever, uh, and it took a long time to make changes. So sometimes some of the more talented people of color, um, and also I include uh, other minorities too, would be uh, given jobs just because, the, you know, given sort of menial jo- jobs in the office, even though they were certainly able for more. Okay, that that's the preface for this. And this one is called, this uh, is just prose, it's called Good, Good, Fine, Fine. In the big office, we had an older man who brought mail and printouts to each department. He entered briskly and knew everyone's name. His name was Demetrius, and we called him D, and he was endlessly happy and agreeable. A big grin and accessible face. His greeting always had good, good, fine, fine in it, even if you didn't ask for it. If you asked him a question, he also had a serious and articulate answer. He heard that my mother had passed and he dropped off a heartfelt note for me the next day. We got to know him as good, good, fine, fine. And while for some people it was more snide and sideways, perhaps condescending. For me, it was a charm, a gift, a, a contrast to our pseudo professional facades. One day, good, good, fine, fine did not appear. They said he'd had a fatal stroke. I found his obituary in the paper and it told of of a Demetrius who had written a book about hybrid roses and published articles about southern blacks migrating to the industrial north with the struggles of their assimilation. His son was a doctor at Cleveland Clinic. Turns out Udi was way more than good, good, fine, fine, and that he was seeing so much more about us than we were seeing of him. They replaced him with a stern woman who wore too much cologne, and we never even knew her name. And my days in the office were never as good-good or fine-fine as they were before. End of peace.
0: You know, a good example of how someone's fingerprints can touch your life.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: And leave that lasting impression. You know, people always wonder. You know, if what they do in life matters. If what they do, people notice. If someone's going to remember them.
5: Right.
0: You know. And and yeah. the truth is is that, you know, there's people you can meet for one moment in a restroom, passing as the door opens, that you're going to remember for the rest of your life because of whatever that interaction was. You know, someone looked up at you and smiled and said, you look really nice today. For some mm-hmm. reason, that's going to stick in your head. You know, people who are kind to you, people who were not kind to you. Mm. You know, but you're, you're talking about, you know, you talk about that. And, and, you know, I always tell people, it's really hard for me when we lose people. You know, we've we've lost some really, some people I've loved very dearly in a very short period of time. Yes. But... They're always there. Everything that they gave you of themselves is always there inside of you. You know, they may not be there physically, but that that voice, their voice, that that part of them that they gave to you, that never goes away, ever.
3: Right. I still think of that that man's greetings, you know, knowing nothing about him, you know, Mm -hmm. until later. And nobody else probably, except me, I mean, nobody else even bothered to look up his obituary. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't see nobody else, but the majority of the men in that place, um, you know, were, uh, oh, he's dead, he's gone. He's going to deliver the mail. And, um, you know, um, that's, uh, there is, you're right, you say is absolutely right.
0: I have a task for you, should you oh. decide to accept it. <laughs> Okay. I would like you to print out that poem,
3: and
4: all take right. a piece
0: of tape with you, and anonymously, just post it somewhere where everyone could read it.
3: Well, I actually sort of will because the um, it's the book the book of winners has been published already since um, the the book of the win all the winning poems has mm-hmm. been already published. It's already on Amazon. Mm. Well, I can't think of the name of the book. I haven't even bought mine yet. <laughs> so um, then I will be buying one, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that uh, I uh, but I can also I'm also going to put it on my Facebook page. But I I hadn't gotten around to I hadn't gotten around to brag about it on my Facebook page yet. Um, but um, I, I'm going. Well, you've been a little months. busy. Just a little, just a little.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Um, by the way, uh, how to find me. Um I do have a book out called, called um, Why Did I Remain in the Garden? Uh and it's on Amazon George Wiley. Uh I also have a a um a, um I'm sorry, a Zoom every Monday night called Blue Water Poetry Zoom that I host. Uh, Monday 8 p.m. Eastern, and um, I skip a few. I skip uh I skipped some of the Mondays when I was gone, and I'm skipping next Monday because of the holiday. Um, but it uh, generally I I have it every two, every Monday night, and you know it's an open mic. You just got to get on Zoom. If somebody's interested, um, you know you'll you can either find me on my Facebook or I can uh, contact me. And I can uh send you uh an email in the invitation. So it's Blue Water Poetry Zoom at eight PM Eastern. So going do what, five PM your time? And um mm-hmm. the other thing is that I have, I have that uh, website. I mean I'm sorry, the Facebook page called uh, George Wiley Writes. Uh, which somebody can connect, request to friend of me and get on there. I there's I think it's about a hundred, maybe now it's more than that, people on there. So well, thank you for the time. I did, I you you always give me too much time here. I carry on, but uh, it's my time. I know you're the boss.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I am my I boss. am my own
0: power. Remember, I do what I want.
3: <laughs> I know, but you don't have to throw ketchup on the wall, do you?
0: I don't. No, <laughs> I do not. Okay. Yes, I don't know why. Is it sun?
3: No, there's it was and it was a long story. Never mind that. that um, but, I do put um,
0: Jello all over the floor, though.
3: <laughs> the whole, whole. <laughs> again, does that count? I guess it does. I mean, I, mean, I
6: guess. And
0: five cool points for anyone who knows where the reference of, of smearing Jello all over the floor comes from.
3: I'm trying to think if I, it's, it's dimly familiar to me. I don't know I can't Google it Okay Jello over the floor Smear jello on the floor I thought maybe it was Treat for the
0: kittens (laughs) (laughs) No If I was was literally to do it It would be treat For something much more fun
3: Much more fun Yeah I
6: understand Did I say that
0: in my out loud (laughs) voice?
3: Yes you did And I'm holding you to that Okay (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, All right. Thank you. Uh,
3: thank you so much.
0: Thank you, George, honey. I'm glad you're back home. I'm glad you're safe, and it's good to hear from you.
3: Good. Take care.
0: You <laughs> too. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 731. 731, you're on the air.
7: 731 is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee.
0: Hello, Flicker. That's my so new nickname for you, is- by the way. What? Flicker. It's my new nickname for you. What, is
7: that, what does that mean?
0: It means you're a spark. You're like a firefly. You're the bright, shiny place in the dark. You're my flicker. Did
7: you look at did you look at the video I sent you of the firefly? The what? The video I sent you on Messenger of the Firefly.
0: I have not yet no.
7: Well, you just missed it. I took it in the middle of the night, midnight. I got a oak tree between the porch light the church across the road so it wouldn't be a glare you just look 27 seconds nothing but a firefly going nuts the last time I tried to do that use one flew in my mouth I was really
4: nervous <laughs> about it you,
7: you know all rapid, I
0: see on here is zombies start our, our discussion about zombies I don't see a video on here of fireflies
7: it's there you just got to look Trust
0: all right me. I'll find it's it there.
7: If you hear a noise it's the dog coming up sniffing to the phone trying to out what in the heck are you doing. Young no tree at midnight right? on a
0: Friday night. Mm.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: I found it. I found it. Okay, I'll watch it, there it is. That's a
7: firefly. This week ten years ago this week I put together a poet's round table. I was the uh the captain that week. And for some reason, I chose to do haiku, and I did it with seven or with six other really close friends of mine, all girls, really good friends of mine, and uh, it's kind of, you know, it's pretty neat that you got haiku stuff going on, and this popped up from 10 years ago. 2012 this week so basically 10 years ago tomorrow in theory because all our PRTs were posted on Fridays so there wow and I'll read that one and then I'll tell you who the writers are in the order that they wrote obviously it will be 7 hakus, 7 people Vacating the premises. Now appears the time. Vacating the premises seems the best option. There's nothing left. Doubts whisper upon the winds, urging me onward. Traveling the road where silence awakens sight, mind is free once more. Like oil on parched skin, relief anoints my body renews my spirit. Ascent, not defeat. Clarity in dissension. Daring life on face. A new beginning, like the phoenix from ashes, born of letting go. Trust higher power to guide soul's best intention, facing the future. Lamenters are Michael Todd, Sherry Hockman, Beth Mays, Winnie Huddleston, Anna Donovan, Jolene Naylor, and Julie Catherine Vigna. In peace.
0: That was phenomenal. You know, I really miss those. I really miss you doing those. They they That was ace. You know, it was kind of like living through an era, and nobody will ever know how cool it really was. You know you can talk about it, and I can say that they were amazing, but no one will know unless they were there the magic that was created with you doing those magic that was created between people and in inspiration and poetry. It was magic. You're like a magic man.
7: We had a lot of fun with it. It was unique, it was different. Mm-hmm. It's the it longest It's the longest running consecutive group poetry. Um, project in the history of the internet, and it'll never be duplicated. 300 consecutive Fridays—that's about six years.
1: That's incredible.
7: If anybody, to, if anybody wants to match it, good luck with that. <laughs> Twice on Thursday nights, we were talking like, "Who's got Who's got this week's poem?" We're like going, "I thought it was you." We wrote them in the night. We've written them in like two o'clock in the morning. We never missed mm-hmm. whatever, that, whatever that's worth. It was worth a lot to us.
4: It's a lot okay, of people. Okay, listen,
7: I'm going through all this stuff and I'm printing off all my old prose and poetry and whatever that I can find, and it's a little bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's going to be over 1,000, and I'm culling. The problem is from week to week, I don't know. What I've read here, I don't think I've read anything called The Barn, have I? Ever?
0: Not that I remember. I'll remember a poem Mm. faster than I'll remember a title.
7: Well, I don't read a lot of prose stuff here because I have a rhyming disorder. But this is a little prose piece from 2015, I believe. The Barn by Michael Todd. Perhaps there was a time as a youngster where you wandered off and came to an old barn where you felt compelled to explore. Once inside, you made your way from corner to corner, finally ascending to the loft. Gazing out a large opening, peering past the rusty block and tackle, you saw only blue skies, green trees, greener grass, and finally you focused on a mound of hay several inches deep to lie down and it only made perfect sense to close your eyes and take in the sense was a foregone conclusion a brief nap to follow was inevitable but fortunately only momentary had you been gone long search parties would have formed would-be rescuers would have gathered on court square box lunches would have been prepared and bagged for searchers Teams would have formed with no conflict as to who should be leaders. Bulletins would have been posted on every street corner. Radio broadcasts would have been interrupted. Churches and schools would have let out early. There would be no casual passers-by on the sidewalks. The first to speak would query any news. A quick shake of the head would be all the response offered. The only priority for the community would have been your safety and well-being. They would have moved heaven and earth to find your whereabouts and secure your safe arrival back home. Know that. In peace.
0: Wow. Know that. That was incredible. Thanks. You're welcome, Michael. I like your prose. Fun. Of course, I like everything that you write.
7: You're biased.
0: I am. I like to surround myself mm-hmm. with amazing things. That's why I'm here every week. Sweet. <laughs> Tell everyone how to find you, love.
7: You can find me at my personal blog site, com And that's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, com.
8: Come and visit.
0: George says you know that you knocked that one out of the park.
7: Well, God bless you, George. Bless your heart. Thank <laughs> you, Gary. Thank you, uh, All
0: right, baby. We'll talk to you next week.
7: Fantastic. Look forward to it.
0: All righty. <laughs> bye
8: Bye-bye.
0: All right, our next caller comes from oh five one nine. You're on the air.
8: Hello, hello, hello. I was in
0: today. Hi, Bob. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh,
8: uh, not as well as I'd like to be. But then we get old at eighty eight. You feel a bit tired. Um. Uh, by the way, thank you for liking my quote uh, thought for the day that I put on your uh, messenger.
0: Did you write do you write those yourself? Uh-huh, okay, so Bob's thought for the day was we lie the loudest when we lie to ourselves. I thought that was pretty profound.
8: I thought you'd like it.
0: I did. I loved it. So what do you have for us today, dear Bob?
8: Okay, first of all, uh I'm going to tell people where to reach me, and that's at Windsor, Ontario Writers. Or just look for Bob Cobb on uh, Facebook. Okay. Now I I have a a big choice for you to make tonight. You can take your pick. I can always do it and that way. I can't get into any trouble. Uh, there's one on pets, and one on uh, sleep tight, and. Gotten the other three. But anyway, oh, take heed, terrible poem and the fisherman and the mermaid.
0: Your choice. So I get to pick two of those, right?
8: You get to pick two of them.
0: So I want Pets and the Mermaid.
8: Pets and the Mermaid. Okay, we'll start with with uh pets. Here we go. Pets. This is by myself. Pets can be such a joy. They are always faithful, and they have so much love to give. They seem to understand when you are sick and stay by your side to comfort you. If you are blind on your dog, you rely, knowing that he will your safety will to lead, and keep you keep out of harm's way. Then, of course, there is your cat. Who just love to sit upon your lap. The only thing that pets ask they of you is the love that they give to you. Remember, the pet is like a child to you. And that was written by me in 2015. End of poem.
0: <laughs> I love it. I have, I'm have. i sitting here in the office right now with five kittens. I'm fostering a mama cat that just had <laughs> kittens. And so I have five, ki- or six kittens running around my office, right? And right. And I'm sitting there thinking... You know, if you have a dog, if you're sitting there and your dog's, like, laying across your legs to sleep or whatever like that, and you want to get up, you just push your dog to the side. But if yeah. you're laying there and a cat's sleeping on you, you will sit there having to pee for seven hours,
8: my breaking wife, out in the
0: sweat before you will get up and move, in, because you won't move until that cat wakes up.
8: Yeah, well, my cat doesn't like me, but my wife, <laughs> she loves, because she hates men, I guess. And she sleeps in her bed, and sometimes get under covers with her, or she sleeps Aww. nose to nose. So <laughs> anyway, here's your fisherman and the mermaid. Now this is more of a story type thing than it is a poem. So I'll just read it to you now. There was a fisherman named Joe. Every day he would go, he would get his crew, and off they would go. They're out. They were out as they did every day, to cast out their nets. But this day was to be different. When they brought up their nets, much to their surprise and amazement, they found not their surpri- only fish, but amongst them was a mermaid. They had heard such stories but mermaids, but, well, it was just a myth Uh but there was, she was caught in their nets. When they hauled it in, you could see the look of amazement in the The slowly uh, they slowly and carefully removed her from the nets. The mermaid floundered on the deck for a few minutes, and then began to speak, asking them to put her back into the sea, or she would die. Joe could not decide what to do with her. He asked his crew what he thought he should do with him. They took a boat and decided it was the right thing to do. After they put her back, she looked back and at the boat and thanked them. When they got back to the shop, they told everyone what they caught in their net. Well, of course nobody believed them because they knew it was not possible, and they laughed at Joe and his crew. Do you believe that this was possible or just a myth? I leave you to your imagination. But remember, stranger things have happened, and just maybe, really are mermaids. But Joe and his crew swear to this day, or did they catch a mermaid, or did they? And the ending I got, I find this a very fishy story, and that was written in 2016.
0: (laughs) I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Fantastic yeah, good job on that.
8: I'm glad you enjoyed it. How your day been? How's your day good. been? It's yeah? been really
0: good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
8: just too lazy to do anything, too, not too well. What can you do, as I said, that you know my age? But anyway, I'm <laughs> going to let you go. Because be I'm a sure treasure.
0: There's somebody
8: That's else. your job, is to be a treasure. Oh, happy July the 1st uh, here in our country. I don't know if you have... Uh, 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 same type of day as us but Out of Canada I wish you a happy uh, July the 1st
0: <laughs> Oh, thank you And tell Joy thank you as well I heard her in the background
8: Yeah, she, she's listening to you
0: <laughs> Love you, Joy Thank you, sweetheart Blessings Bless to you, you both you, well. you hear? <laughs> yes
8: Okay Anyway, so that, uh, as I say, I'll let you go. I don't like to take up your time. i like somebody else to be able to get in. But uh, I love I make, you taking I, up
0: I, the time that you take. Thank you, Bob.
8: Yeah. Can I just need to mention one thing to you. Sure. I'm very sorry, but that first recording you played today, I couldn't understand a word of it. Uh Well, just a, trust me,
0: it was very pretty. It was a very good poem. I,
8: I believe I got the odd word, but I found it very... Hollow, if you like. That's the word for it. I think it must have been in a hollow room when you was doing it. It's a nice voice, but otherwise, okay, off you go. <laughs> get to your next one. Otherwise, we'll get into trouble.
0: <laughs> all right, Bob. Thank you so much, honey, we'll talk to you next week.
8: Okay, have a good week. Bye-bye.
0: You too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. Bro O.
6: Hey how are you doing.
0: I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart
6: i'm I'm good.
0: So what do you have going on?
6: Yeah, i still still here waiting but still. what is
0: taking him so damn long? You know you got stuff to do.
6: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know really. And I know it's coming soon. You got to find the right one for me. That's all.
0: Well, it does have to be perfect, so Right. There is that. So what are you going to read for us, love?
6: The poem is called uh, Brother Oh, you're not the only one who that's the title. My dear brothers and sisters, when we go through certain challenges and encounter adversity of various degrees and having difficulties in coming to terms why we are going through what we are going through right now in our lives, we often feel that we are the only one who is experiencing what hundreds of thousands of people are going through or have overcome in their lives personally. Once we start believing in the false idea that we are the only ones facing troubles in our lives, Satan tries to use those thoughts against us by attempting to isolate you from people and trying to solve your own issues and sink you into a depression along with feelings of despair and hopelessness. That's why we are witnessing the suicide rates increase exponentially in this country. My dear brothers and sisters, you must realize that you are one of hundreds of thousands who are going through exactly what you are experiencing right now. You must realize that establishing genuine connections in the real life or on social media are and dealing with the unique challenges you're facing. You must realize that you can't isolate yourself because no man or woman is designed to be an island. You need some type of human connection, interaction, whether it's building friendships, hanging out with your family, being involved in a relationship or marriage, or connecting with people who share the same challenges and struggles that you are facing right now. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm living proof that you are not I alone. Mean, was ever had to wait for a breakthrough to come through? You are not the only one who is about. To experience made a major change in your life. Be patient and keep the faith till it happens for you. I'm not the only one who's currently awaiting an organ transplant. There are over 100,000 people in this country just like me. I'm not the only one who has lost a girlfriend to an unexpected death this year. I'm not the only one who's experienced losing classmates and close friends. Over these last several years, I'm not the only one who has ever had to put my plans on hold and experience interruptions in my future plans due to medical reasons. I'm not the only one who's undergoing a major change and overhaul in my life. I'm not the only one who has to make some major decisions about my future and readjust to living in society after I leave the hospital. I'm not the only one was had people walk out of my life because only meant to be in my life for a season. Or those people who showed their true colors when hard times came in my direction. I'm not the only one who's had to cut some people loose and maintain my distance from them this year. More or less of this poem, you never going through anything by
0: yourself in poem. Never going. That's really important for people to remember, I think. It's so right. easy, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, to feel like we're isolated and, and you know, we don't have that support and, and we're on this doing this alone and we're the only, you know, but we're not. You know, we're not mm-hmm. going through any of this alone.
6: Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very good. That's why I, that's why I wrote it i reminding to myself that I'm not going through what I'm going through now by myself.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So are you going to read a second one for us, my dear?
6: Yes, I am.
1: Okay, good.
6: This one's called Living with a Chip on My Shoulders. one of my favorites from last year. Although one of the most well-known, respected, influential poets in the Chicago and Northwest Indiana poetry communities, a three-time National Spoken Word Award winner for Overcome the Year, a poet who has shared stages with many of the household names and legends in the national poetry community, a poet who puts his tireless work effort, and dedication to his craft, a poet who has the capabilities to achieve gold status, and a poet a model of consistency over the last 12 years. Yours truly still lives on the tip of my shoulders. Fuggedy the living example of resilience, living example of determination, living an example of perseverance, live an example of real black manhood, Live an example of faithfulness, live an example of patience, Yours truly still is a chip on my shoulders. Although i was almost surviving many medical conditions and overcome speech impairment, I've been in a real-life overcome who graduated from both high school and college. Despite being placed in special education classes, yours truly still lives a chip on my shoulders. Brother why do you live with a chip on your shoulders after all that you accomplished in your incredible life? Uh, dear brothers and sisters, when you were not expected to live as your first birthday, when you were not expected to graduate from high school or college, when you were voted the least likely to succeed, that just failed everything you attempted. When you were constantly bullied, ridiculed, and made fun of regularly with low self-esteem and feeling not being good enough, when you expected to end up in dead, a lot of in jail or prison, or when you were expected to end up being addicted to alcohol, when you were told that you were crazy for even doing poetry, when you were told that your style of poetry didn't match
9: the, uh, you
6: know, quote-unquote spoken word others, when you constantly passed over and overlooked because of your disability, especially when you supported everybody, when you were told that you would not last for one year, when you were told that you had absolutely no chance to be teaching on showcases or win awards, when you were heavily criticized for not having physical abilities and being different from everybody else. That's why I still live with a chip on my shoulders even to this day. Oh.
0: You know, there's a lot to be said for somebody who's willing to put, you know, to cut themselves open and, and bear themselves in such a vulnerable way, like you do through your poetry. I mean, you you tell your story, and that takes a lot of courage. Right. Yeah, you know, and I'm proud of you for that. You know, I'm proud of you for being able to do that. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, brother. Oh, my love. Tell everyone how they can find you and all that good stuff.
6: Oh, uh, you can find me on Facebook under the name of my brother Gavin. Oh, uh, I'm doing doing the, like a Fourth of July Facebook live showcase in my hospital room. I'm gonna be doing three pools for the Fourth of July since I'm still here in the hospital. I'm Still writing, still working on my project here with uh, with the music therapy therapists at the hospital. So, I got a like going on despite being in the hospital and. Uh,
0: I've got some homework for you.
4: Mhm.
0: All right. And and I'm gonna say this because I think it's important. Right. The, uh, many of you know, but there may be some of you that don't know. How long have you been in the hospital now, Brother O? Uh,
6: let me see. It was uh, 200. Right now, 228 days. Right? So just short of a
0: year, you have it down to the days. So just short of a year almost. Well, a little more than that.
6: No, but not quite.
0: Two-thirds of well, a year.
6: No, yeah,
0: yeah like half,
6: half Wait, of kidding. this year. Two hundred and
0: twenty-eight days, you said?
6: Yeah, yeah. I've been so for the last two hundred and
0: twenty-eight days, Brother O has been in the hospital waiting for a, trans, a heart transplant. You know? I want you all to think about that when you do or you do not check the donor box. You know, the only thing I hope they don't do is put my brain in somebody else because I would really feel sorry for them. Unless it was still me and I just got a newer model, right? But think right. about that. You know, brother is in the hospital waiting for a heart transplant, waiting for a match. Yeah, you know, and you think about that, but then you really think about that and it's like, you know, you know we're we're just all rooting and we really are. We we all are all rooting, but someone has to die.
6: Yeah, that's in it. order for you to a get that heart. Part and so
0: when you think about people that die every single day,
4: mm-hmm.
6: you know
0: and you think about you being there that long without a heart transplant, it really makes me want to highlight the importance, unless for some reason you just can't, how important it is to be a heart donor. I mean, if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, I'd tell them to give you my heart in a heartbeat. Huh, no pun intended. Wow.
6: You know. So none of us hope donor.
0: someone dies. But we do know that it happens in life. You know, and we, we you know we hope that you get that gift that you need because you are important to us. But I, your homework is is I want you to write a poem to your future heart.
6: Wow.
0: And I want you to take your time writing it. Don't be in a hurry. I want you to write a poem to your future heart. Can you do okay. that for
6: me? I can do it. Good. Oh yeah, I can I do that. That's not it's kind of the crazy to think about,
0: isn't it? It's 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 it's, it's you know.
6: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. That that's a good that's a good one, right there. I can work on that a couple of weeks or so.
0: And you can, I mean, you can work on that ongoing. It never has to end until you find right. your heart. Yeah. Right. And then maybe that can be a gift to somebody in return. Yeah. Yeah. All right, love. We will talk to you next week. Yes. Red team, go. Red team, go. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart.
6: How are you feeling, Nala? Take care.
0: <laughs> you too, hon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care. All right. Our next caller comes from 832. 832, you're on the air. <laughs> Blue blue Amen.
5: Hey, Amen, uh, No 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 today. Today uh, today I'm the blue Toulouse saloon of, of
0: Sydney Poitiers. The ballsy brawler. <laughs> hey, you know. Hello, blue giggles.
5: Yeah. It works it works for me. The blue saloon of <laughs> Toulouse of of Sydney Poitiers. <laughs>
0: Sydney it's uh, with it, love.
5: There you go. Well, trust me, they 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 try to pull that nonsense with me at work, and it doesn't get very far. But no, soldier blue. Um, uh, this was kind of an interesting piece, man, because uh, I I know you've well, you may have heard. I don't know if you actually have or not, but yeah you know, there was that thing that uh that occurred in San Antonio where they uh, uh pulled over an eighteen wheeler and had a bunch of uh undocumented folks in the back and because of the lack of oxygen ended up with about fifty uh, fifty people dying uh, not all at the same time some of them when they went to the hospital ended up dying because of the, Lack of oxygen later. Um, but this um, this piece I wrote this piece before that uh, before I even knew about that I didn't I didn't know that that was going on to be honest I didn't I hadn't heard anything about that as yet. Um, but this to me is kind of like it's it's kind of been a strange odyssey for me in the last couple of weeks too because I've just kind of been thinking about you know with you know when I was talking to you about the Um, the wall uh, that song by uh, uh, Steppenwolf and I was remembering, you know, where I first started, you know, my life and all and the simple fact that I went through six revolutions before I was six years old not actually in them, you understand but definitely within uh, within range of all of the anger and violence going on definitely that and so I, got a, I also got a, was, uh, and got a book, um, and I want to see how it matches up against Eduardo Galeano's book. Eduardo Galeano wrote a book called Las Buenas Abiertas de América Latina, and in English that means The Open Veins of Latin America. And this is another lady's book whose writing uh, title is uh, Central America's Forgotten History revolution, violence, and the roots of migration. And I just got to thinking about that, and I know, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, get punted around as political issues and this and that and the other. And people forget who it is that puts together their $500 Nike shoes and where that comes from, you know, saying, and it isn't the guys that they say, oh, there's, there's all kind of bad people sneaking across the border. Well, let's put it this way: There's a lot of people uh, coming across the border, but you know, there. They're, I, I would I would have this, you know if I was to take a raw guess, it would have to be more like a third of that is you know somebody who could be considered bad element. Okay, not everybody coming across like that, you know, has has that in their head when they're when they're trying to get across the border without without paperwork. Anyway, uh, just, as, and and also I just started thinking about. Um, the invisible borders and the fact that, you know, this continent, you know, as far as as Native people are concerned, you know, runs from Alaska down to Argentina. And there is no separation in terms of who's American and who isn't, you know. The lady down there in uh, Honduras is as much an American uh, of this continent as the person up there in Alaska. So I just kind of... uh, I kinda of put some things together in terms of that. Um, and so this is this is that piece. Dragging fodder down the dream road. Bird birds, horns, obsidian flakes of death. You will have cause to know us calling us by name. Birds, blood on a wire. Rabin Crawling, clawing away through midnight with raven gaketunga the shiver shake of shadows that never made it beyond the dreamscape of seeds. The words that remain fallow because there is no description for what cannot be seen, what has no form for what has Never been born Death iry Flakes of obsidian Home cause You will have cause to know us by name The scent of knowing home when you find it Black slate stones of heaven and design Mountains in the easy disguise of a landscape Waterways speak volumes. Unnecessary flags of fire. Fancy. Smoke is supposed to be obvious. Clash of horns. Ribbons of sound. Threading. Carrying. One. And smoke. And... Shady veils. The sun is a final resting place between darkness and dawn, light, gossony, shabby. Down, down by the murky browns of the river, people come across sand and mud on their shoes, skin, spirits, hands in the air, what was it they were hoping for fingers at the socket rim of a skull oh un calavera painted in the welts and lines of the present day we see body heat oils sweat liquids of turbid human beings their turgid darkness, a chain of connections in these turgid river waters of a nighttime crossing stomachs distended gross with being in distress coyotes, silent meat in their mouths anticipating trouble with shadows. dead okay. This isn't East Berlin, but death still happens here in the desert lands alongside the Rio Grande. Buena <speaking> suerte. Vaya con Dios. Pase adelante a trabajar. No a dejar su cuerpo cerca de mí como un sacrificio. <Spanish> good luck, find work, pass along quickly, do not leave your flesh, near me, like a sacrifice. Moonlight rhythms, border crossings, considered almost illegal. Aliens in our own homelands, it's all one continent yet. Yeah? Invisible lines will bleed you dry. A five-year-old from El Salvador asks why his mother traces her stretch marks, tracing the lines, trying to find an answer. Bones whistles. While well, he, soft as silver, fluid as the mercury that beads the water, name my mud-brown to silt, streaked waters, mud to clay, water marks the clothes of everyone, a baptismal of raw fluid. Oh, water is life. Oh, yeah, there is a life here. Some of it is marked for death and tragedy. It is the risk taken a sufrir. Yes, ganas sin ganas quien sabe. Yay for the suffering. To gain something yeah. or not. Who knows? It is a gamble. Bramble thickets, the dry sounds of rattlesnakes and quicadas, huerza, kotra, blackbirds sing our songs, raising them into the smoke, xhose, reciprocity. We give each and so give back to ourselves. We create the balance for others and leave it where they can find it a breath within a breath of spirit. It is healing, it is fragrant. it is sacred. We have found it again. It breathes, it lives, it dreams. We are the river. And the river is we. And we are going to set the river free. There is no they. There will be no separation. Ours from theirs. They are our southern relations. We are going to set the river free. We are the ghost road born. If we acknowledge all of this continent that is our home. Set the river free. No uwekne. And peace.
0: That was intense. Damn. I applaud you.
5: Well, I just, I mean, there's there's one thing that's that uh, was told to me by a young girl a while back, and we're talking years back now. And she was a volunteer, and she would go down to Chiapas where the Zapatistas are. And to go down there, they had to basically put themselves in danger just even to get there. But once they did arrive, once they got there, the the people, you know, the Zapatistas, and I don't know, know, you know, there's a lot of things that go along with those kind of name frames, and it's like, it doesn't really say who that is, you know, as a title, but in this case, it, you know, it happens to be that these were Mayan Indian people who lived in the state of Chiapas, and for in large part, I mean, there were a lot of little native nations that were uh, smaller count and hooked up with other peoples, you know, that were that had gave them safety. And their first question, when the uh, volunteers arrived, was always the same: Do they remember us? And they're talking about the native people up north. They wanna know if their relations remember them. And I'll be goddamned if i ever forget where I came from. Where I started my time and seeing blood on the ground. God damn anybody who thinks that one piece is separated from another and this continent.
0: amen do our actions impact others
5: I do my best you got your answer Uh, right here guys I do my best I don't know if I make a mark or not I just do what I can
0: make a mark you make a. I'm trying to think of a word. I'm a writer. I can do this, right? I just say a splash. A splash isn't big enough. What's bigger? You make a tsunami.
5: <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know. I just, like I say, I just do what I do. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really think about it on that. Um, from from there, I. I just try to make sure that I say something. And pray it's enough, at least a beginning.
1: And
0: I'm speechless. All right, Blue Blue. Yes. Tell everyone. Okay,
5: I'm. You you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook.com, and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And then you can also find my work on uh, or in my podcast. I still have to catch up on that. I need to put at least three of these latest pieces that I've just uh, finished out on there. Uh, but the, the podcast is free and it's called Red Earth One. The R, the E and the O are capitalized and you can find it on the Google Podcast and iTunes, and there's, I think, like uh, six other uh, platforms for podcasts that you could find it on, as well as Spotify, as, and, which is, uh, basically took over the, uh, the uh, Anchor app uh, as being uh, home-based now. So it's also available there.
0: Very cool. All right, my dear. Facebook name one more time.
5: Uh, it's rape wild and yep. it's just and like I said in parentheses underneath it says soldier blue.
0: absolutely incredible job tonight I just hope you Thank know my you. friend who I've known longer than I've been doing this show how much I admire <laughs> and respect the passion and the heart and the unrelenting way you fight so hard to bring justice through, justice through with your words
5: I uh, thank you for that, Miss Nala. I do my best.
0: Well, your best is amazing. So, all right, we will see you next week.
5: Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'll awesome. have two more, two more ready to go.
0: Perfect. All right. Just so you know, though, if you unless you have to get off, if you want to hang on the lines, we're having issues with the lines right now. We're also having issues with the chat room. So if you are on the line right now, do not hang up if you Mm. want to read again, because I may have to bring you back after you're done reading. We normally have 200 lines coming in right now. I have five. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're working on it. They're working on getting things up, but just in case. So if you want to hang out and possibly read again, you can. If you want to listen, on hold, or try calling back in later, or just see you next week. It's up to you.
5: Okay? Well, I'll I'll have to try to call in because I've got a sick roommate, and I need to... Make up some dinner.
0: Oh, you're so sweet. I'm not feeling good. <laughs> Can I have pizza? Hey, you know.
5: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. uh, no, you'll make me oatmeal. Yuck. All right, love you, Blue. All right,
5: love you too, Lana. Bye, honey. Bye.
0: All right. Oh, I love this next caller. All right. Area code four oh six. You are on the air. Oh For a six, are you? <laughs> Hello, my little pixie. That means I have to push that button, right? Yes, <laughs> like that I'm one right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but,
10: uh, while I just staring at the phone uh, in a daze, listening. Wow, so much emotion in uh, that last one.
0: I know. You—you you would like, you know, knowing you, you would really get along well with Soldier Blue. I'm going to send you a link so you can like check out his page and stuff. I think spiritually, you and him would connect just through the poetry and stuff. I think you'd really enjoy reading thank his you.
10: poetry. I would, I would really and, appreciate that because he always just leaves me breathless. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, thank you. Um, back to, back to where, where where we are in reality here. I've been working <laughs> on trying to get more of a sense of place into my some of my poems and stuff like that, and I have a couple of them I would like to share, if I may. I
0: would love to hear them.
10: Okay. Um, this one is this one is called Back to the Ranch, which is a haibun, which is a Japanese writing form where it's prose and then a haiku and then prose and then a haiku. So that's all right. That works. You think? Okay. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm Annie Tillery Waldo. Forgot to introduce myself. Here in the in the cold north part of Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Here's the, here's the, I titled it Back to the Ranch The sign on the gate reads Trespassers will be given a fair trial And then shot I close the gate after passing through It's cold A bitter freezing cold The wind blows ice crystals around me As I scrunch through the knee deep snow And climb back into the truck. I cannot believe Danny wants to come back here After all these years Or that she's convinced me to come along Ice crystals sting me Thin pricks of pain shudder me, bunching jackward upward, jacket upward. There's the haiku. We cross a small creek, one we've known since childhood. We've fished it so often on our youth that the fish knew us by name. Ice protects them now. They swim beneath its fields in its shielding depths. There's snow falling again. Spiraling, giddy gleams. Here there is a pleasant place. No sift issues. The wicked thick hair of the ranch's horses gyrates in the light wind as they us past. Moonlight flickers off their icicle eyelashes, and the truck lumbers up the deep rubs of the ranch road. It's more of a trail than a road. White flashes of a startled white hill disappears through the snow-covered junipers. The sleeping pines quiver, confirming the fleeing deer's odyssey. Silvery shards of snow scuffle together, tumbling from the shuddering evergreens to join the snowpiles beneath. Trees cased in hoarpost overshadow Arctic creeks, snow-mantled litters. The truck lurches over a hump of snow, and the wheels spin uselessly. Danny climbs out of the cab to inspect our predicament. I open the opposite door and pitch into the deep snow. Our breath creates clouds. Exhaustion flow, a fanful cold stream, carbonic gray. We're stuck. There's no way to get out of the truck out of this. Danny looks at me. I sigh. There are still at least two miles to go. We are closer to the old ranch house than we are to the highway. So tightening our jackets about us, we head toward the house, the decision made between us in silence. Iridescent snow, ice chimes in harlequin trees, footfalls, stir whispers. The shortcut that we took through these woods as children is still useful. Up the rise and the hilltop we slog. Our breath creates heavy clouds to surround us, and then condenses to frosts, encrusting our clothing. We can see the lights of the house. It's glitter tantalizing. Ice crystals, ice crystals, suspended in the night wind echo the ranch lights with a glimmer luminosity. There it is, home. Emotions jumble. Fear, joy, taut trepidation. Confusions, red heat. The passageway suddenly erupts with movement. Snow agitates into the wind as the horses dash over the hill. They trot briskly, almost as if in formation. They head toward the ranch house. I peer after them, intent upon discovering their objective. There, I see, someone coming out of the barn with a bucket in each hand. Dark, silhouetted, outlined against light lines, home, and bright designs. One of the beasts, halts suddenly, turning toward Daniel and his nose in the night air. Then another stops and pivots and trots toward us, nostrils flaring. But there's a deep, whinnied greeting, the smoke of their warm breath clouds around us as soft, dark eyes do an assessment. My old childhood friend, companion of my young days, to be remembered. My horse. I had thought him long dead as I made myself to this place. I had buried my memories of those difficult growing up years. Yet, after all that, he's still here. He snuffles out my, my outstretched hand and knickers softly. I caress his white muscle. I climb on his back as easily as I did when I was a youth. Danny, who sat behind me. And we ride for the lights of home. There mom stands in the doorway. Light spills out of the barn illuminating her face. Her mouth is an open O of astonishment. Sis belief in her eyes. And is that, could it be, joy? And so the prodigal daughters have come home. Mother's arms surround me. Past is done and gone, she says. You are welcome here at home. That's the end of it.
0: Well, you know they always say you can't go home, but you yeah, can go that's
6: home.
4: That's
0: okay. that's sometimes more so difficult.
4: So.
6: It's just
0: not not and ever the same. But no, it's it can, not ever you know, the same.
10: That's true. yeah, and, and
0: you can go home more than once
10: <laughs> and leave <laughs> more than once. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is true. That's that one. Did you catch the? Uh, haikus in there. I get Yeah. Okay. So the next one is a shorter one because I, you know, I hate to waste time. This one's called. You asked me. You asked me where I'm from. Where I am from is tall, corn whispering in sweltering, sizzling summer winds. I'm from what will they, what will the neighbors say? And mason jars filled with sweet tea. I am from grandma's flower-speckled arms with a warm, yeasty smell hovering in the kitchen. I am from cold, so cold it takes your breath away. You feel it to your toes. It's in the cold water in the dipper by the well, shared by everyone without the terrorist activity of germs lysoled away. I am the smell of sagebrush under my horse's hooves, of the rain washing in the pines. I am the sweat that pours from hard, honest work in the fields. And of the blood from my uncle being gored by a black mole. I am the soft squeak of leather and from the straps furred with soft underhair. I am from newspaper clippings and obituaries stacked in piles in the corners. I am the deep, loamy earth, the hard red clay, and the gumbo that sticks to your boots. I am passports stamped from all time zones. I am braggart tones and screams from delivery rooms. I am hallelujahs in the Baptist church. I am forgiveness in the AA meetings, smoky confessions, and denials. I am survivor, beaten, raped, and left behind to rebuild. I am pride, growth, response. I am the hard shell over the soft underbelly of shame. The end.
0: Wow. Honey, that was incredible.
10: I thank you. That was a very difficult one to write, but it needed to be out there. So. Otherwise, it's, it's, things are very interesting. Just like I told
0: Brother O, it is really hard to be that vulnerable sometimes. Yeah. It helps to but write it out, though. It does. And writing it out and doing something like sharing it, putting a voice to it.
10: Yeah,
0: it's like Instead when you have disappears. something haunting you. If it stays inside your head, it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. But when you give it a face, you give it a name, and you give it a voice, and you put it in front of you, all of a sudden it becomes tangible,
10: right? And not and can, so scary yeah. at all. Right, you're absolutely right. So, but anyway, thank you for letting me share. I appreciate it. It goes really so fast. Too. I want to
0: linger with you for a moment and talk. <laughs> <laughs> Quit it. <laughs>
10: You know, you know what? A, we, remember when we were working together? About what a stickler I was. It's three
0: seconds too long. Trim it. No, <laughs> I do remember
10: that. <laughs> so, oh, the past comes so back do to do me
0: hot. a favor and tell everybody what we were doing, what you were doing when I met you.
10: I was working in broadcasting, um, and at a radio station, we went through several different genres. At first, I was. Um, I did a hard rock, so, you know, welcome, welcome to the night blood of rock, <laughs> which which was fun, and then they started to switch formats, and they put me in a country, which was really interesting, and I yeah. loved it, but, but I was also um, the production director, which meant that I was in charge of the commercials and stuff like that, and so I had to make sure that none of them went over time or under time, and that they were the right levels and, you know, all of that interesting stuff. And at the end, my thing was I liked them to be creative. So.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weren't you doing afternoon drive?
10: Yes, I did. Yes, I did mid-days after yeah.
0: in, at, at the rock station. Mm-hmm. And Arbitron and, Ratings, who had the number one time slot for our station?
1: I did. <laughs> you did.
0: Do you know how much I, lo- I mean, there were so many egos involved. And, and anyone who works in radio knows that. All it is is one big ego. You know, uh-huh. remember JD? Oh, my God. I, 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 I Wait till we have time to catch up.
10: <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, I would not use the swear use the word that he says. I can't believe that beat me in ratings. <laughs> <laughs> She's just a woman.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was so proud of you. I was, but you know, you can't say that. You can just say, "Oh, that's not because, man." If you piss someone off, then they, your life was just hell. But I was so proud of you. Number one rating in Arbitron—that means that she had the number one show on that station, way and, yeah. and by a long shot. She just like blew yeah. everybody away. It was so awesome.
10: It, it was. It was. But again, I really tried to connect with my audience, and that was. You know, instead of connect, having trying to make them connect with me, does that make sense? I
0: don't it know. makes absolute <laughs> sense. But absolute anyway,
10: those
0: sense. are the days. Those, you know, so let me ask haired, you something.
4: Purple haired Minnie?
0: Yes, ma'am. I'm not done talking to you, so I don't. I'm not letting you go yet. We got all the seconds in the world. Because <laughs> okay. I'm having problems with my line, so we're going to chat just a minute. So eight one five, and two and six. I'll be getting to you in just a moment. So when I met you, we were working in radio, and it was awesome and fun and crazy and wild. And you've been doing a lot of things between now and then, and we lost contact, and I've been hunting for you forever, and I finally found you, my beautiful little pixie that I loved It's so magical in the world, right? <laughs> Thank you. So have you, have you still been doing radio, or do you still I do radio have, at all? I,
10: I am not doing it now. Now I'm teaching art which is kind of interesting. Um, but I did, do, I did do radio. I went from where we were to, gosh, where uh, I jumped around. I went from there to, I'm trying to remember where we were. Oh, I went from there to Miami. I worked at four different stations in Miami, and then I went to Denver for a while and worked there. And then I decided to go back to school because as much fun as radio is, you can't survive on a record and a dollar a day. No. Nope. So, <laughs> so, I actually you want know, my whole history. I went into I went back to back school and I went into nursing. And then I developed a very severe latex allergy and had to quit nursing and so I went to Votech Vocational rehab. It was funny because the doctor I worked from was Pac- from Pakistan, and he did sent my blood work off to Mayo Clinic. I'm trying to make this short. Mayo Clinic, and when he came back, I was in a meeting, and he said, "Annie, you need to come to my office right now." And I'm like, "Dr. Bowie, I'm in meeting. You know, we're try- changing shifts." He goes, "No, no, you leave the meeting. You come down here right now. I got your stuff from Mayo." And the first thought was, in my head was, "Oh my God, I have AIDS," because <laughs> I'd had so many blood and three blood transfusions and all that, you know. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I got down there, and he's holding up this letter. He goes, you have a death wish. You are so allergic to latex. That's why you've gone to anaphylaxis four times on the floor. You're going to vocational rehab. I have an appointment for you in an hour. Clean out your locker. So that was one <laughs> way to get fire. <laughs> so let me,
0: let me ask you this. Uh-huh. You were talking about the poem that you just wrote, which is a series of prose, you know, with the haikus and stuff between them. And I know you're a very creative person. I know, I mean, I still have somewhere a notebook with three or four poems you wrote to some mm-hmm. weird guy named Brian back then when you remember all that, right? That's, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. I have a notebook of yours somewhere that still has, like, poems you wrote in it. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's actually of scary. I kept it all these years. <laughs> either, either I am just this really crazy Weird stalker of yours Or, you know you, you, just, you don't get rid of things like that The poems were amazing Anyway, I want you to think about something for me Okay If you would be interested in maybe Like I do this show If you would be interested in maybe doing a weekly Or a monthly, if you just want to do monthly Putting a show together where you maybe do a, um, Whatever you want to do Think about what you would want to do artistically or creative-wise, if you were to do a show?
10: Oh, would I, would I, would I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, is
0: <here's> your answer. <laughs> so think about what you would want to do. I mean, and, and I can talk to you about some of the stuff that we have done um, mm-hmm. or some of the things that would be cool to do, and we'll throw some ideas off each other, but I would love to have you do that because I know how awesome you are and how well you would do at this. Oh, and, and, and you say how much uh, fun I have sloppily doing it, you'd do it like a professional. <laughs> <laughs>
10: anyway, <laughs> that's a well for that I am blushing to my toes. Um, but anyway, yeah, I would love that, and I'm and I'm planning on I'm planning on quitting teacher after the, teaching after this year, and I was hoping to move further westward, like maybe to the coast of Oregon or something. I've been looking, so we'll see. But that would be awesome. I would love that.
0: Cool. Well, I will give you details a little bit later, but thank you. Right. Thank you for sharing all that.
10: You bet. You want me to do my announcers having some fresh blood for you tonight, voice?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well do, the, do the how we can find Annie Lewis. Okay, I'll do that in the, in the fresh blood voice.
10: Hey, you can find me. If you search very hard, I have got a Facebook page. It's called Conjunction of Moons and Sagebrush. And also Sister Sage Poetry on Facebook. There we go. <laughs> this is Take my care. radio I voice.
0: Want to, I want to hear some more of the of the awesome people that
10: read for you. So all right.
0: All right, Miss Annie. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon, honey.
10: Thank you. Bye bye. Punch that one.
0: Okay. Our next caller comes from eight one five. Eight one five you are on the air. Maybe. Oh come on, board! Stop it. Are you on the air now? Put
11: myself off mute. Miss Gina, Miss <laughs> Gina, how are you, love? Oh my gosh, sis! I'm so happy to be here. Um, I had an amazing night of poetry last night. I've had a really difficult time for, like the last two weeks, but you know, I I I'm, I'm a storm, so you know, I I can weather it, and I, I survive. Here I am. <laughs>
0: You know what I want you to do? Hmm. I want you to think about what ancestral, la- ancestral language, you know, because we're all a bit, you know, none of us are pure anything. We're all a little bit of something. I want oh, you to God, think no. about yeah. your DNA and liar. your ancestral language. And sure. I want you to go back to one of those legs and find out how to say, I am the storm into the native language of your
11: people. Um, So that would be four languages for me, and I will do that next Thursday. Okay, you don't
0: have to do it next Thursday. I want you to take your time.
11: There's no rush. You guys need to slow down. No, you don't understand this. I love assignments, and I like a timeline. When I feel like the clock is ticking, (laughs) I feel like I need to do it expeditiously. I have OCD. It doesn't turn off. So it's better for me to do it right away because I would lose it. Well, so you can do it right away, but it doesn't have to memory. be done right, right away. My short-term memory is so messed up that yeah, there's no way. So next <laughs> Thursday, that's my goal. Girl, okay,
1: all don't
11: right. Don't stay with me. We what, learn. still have our Waffle House. <laughs> Wait a minute, whose show is Absolutely. this? Absolutely. <laughs> Look, we still have our Waffle House date, and all I can say we is do. This, every Thursday when house I the first thing I think about is Waffle House. I, I like it's like Nala Waffle House, same thing. <laughs>
0: You know, it's so weird. I don't know how many years it's been since you started calling in, but that was our big bonding moment.
11: Nine. That was our big
0: bonding moment was when you had Waffle House in your palm and I lost my mind.
11: Yes, ma'am. My my, my daughter turned 30 last October. She'll be 31 this October. And nine years ago we had this conversation because when I was pregnant with her, I craved grits, even if I didn't make (laughs) them. But I didn't know nobody who could make good grits except for Waffle House. And I it know, was right? Open 24 hours, right. And Even I with that nasty like, piece of wrapped to to
0: American sauce. cheese they put on top.
11: <laughs> right. You know what I talking about? I was like, I need some cheese grits from Waffle House. And he was like, you said that was trash. Apparently your baby don't know the difference. So <laughs> I, that's what I need, right? <laughs> <laughs> with two sides. One was bacon and the other was sausage. I've never been a meat eater, let alone pork. And she wanted meat all the freaking time like oh, that's so she's funny. a carnivore and, and i'm an overbore and i feel like i could go like vegetarian or vegan and my daughter would be just looking at me like and i came out of you how is that possible <laughs> i could see her she's like a lioness i could see her hunting her own prey killing skinning and cooking it like she that's how much she loves me it's crazy we're not okay. the same, but I love her. I love her still. Well, you yeah. and I are complete opposites, too,
0: because I'd be right there with your daughter.
11: You know, we're like Ebony and Ivory, and I tell Mom all the days you all the time, because she has all these kids who are different races. And I'm thinking, of all of my sisters, you actually are the closest to me, and we're nothing alike. We're, like, literally polar opposites. But the same. I, know. I know. And it's weird. It's you weird. Know.
0: It's really strange, isn't it?
11: It is, but it's beautiful, too. Oh, look at the universe. It provides what we need.
1: So I, <laughs> I, I don't know
11: if i am I got time for two pieces. Hold on. I'm on two mics. Let me get my other phone because I'm on two mics, and I don't know if I push one on the other mic, but I, I know that I push one yours first. Okay, so Sam Rain is still. Samuel Rain is on the other mic, and I don't know if I'm after him, but whatever it is, I'll spit this piece. If I have time, I'll do two, but I'm going to be in and out like a robbery. I don't I want to hold up traffic because okay. <laughs> I can't make it every week. You look, honestly, I can't make it every week, but every week I can come and do something short and sweet. I'm going to read these because I've been reading instead of freestyling because I had to remind myself, oh, my God, I'm a poet.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Go ahead when you're ready, honey. Okay,
11: here's one. I call this one Beyond My Dreams. <clears throat> I'm skipping my nap daily to slumber deep enough to dream at night. I love my bed. I mean, I cherish sleep, wanting to dream things beyond my reach. I see colors clearly. I hear sounds in Dolby surround sound stereo. I can practically smell cooking food and baked goods. I drink to satisfy my thirst, laugh until my sides burst. My expectations of my life to some may sound unrealistic. I'm currently low-key and simplistic. What's beyond my dreams is waiting. I walk the carpet that's red, sound straight on top of my head. My shoulders back, my eyes bright, twinkling like the North Star at midnight. A stage awaits. I'm excited, like it's my wedding day. The audience have rsvp attending to the Save the Date. I'm married to poetry. They're fishing is the mic i will spit my poem like vows exchanged no wedding rings just snaps and applause my bouquet is rose is thrown on stage my first and my last love my my destiny this is the soul mate that was due to me i'm performing in a theater in my hometown and i'm feeling the love that i was born to receive i have seen plays and musicals but this is my moment i feel like i was born to win this is one dream that I have had repeatedly. I just want to thank you for indulging me. I'm James Storm, and that's my dream.
0: That was incredible. I wrote that. <laughs> I'm um, proud of you. On May, 20, May 27,
11: 2022 <laughs> at 3.49 p.m., because I was like, I think people think that I only freestyle. I write poems. So I wrote this For for the other Your freestyle Your poems You just bring them Out of your head On the spot It's crazy You know I tell people I said that's poetry Without a net When you're writing You're writing it And there's no net To catch you You're just writing it It's a free write It's freestyle Same thing The only difference Mm -hmm. is I didn't write it down first I just said it As it came to me So I got this prompt From a show That I'm on Simultaneous with this one And um, i titled this one, I wrote it today, um, at what time? At eight at eight eleven PM and it's nine oh four here since the standard time in the USA. So my kisses are poetry that I tattoo on your skin. I'm kissing your widow's peak, the third eye, your nose. Quickly, I kiss your lips. Before you can speak with much more intensity until you are weak. Buckling knees. My good man, I need you to breathe. Relax, please. I'm here to eliminate, not to cause stress. You'll have no regrets. My kisses are poems written on your skin now. Chin, your throat chakra, shoulders, pecs, nipples. Individually the six pecs rippled. Belly button. That thin hairline that goes into your, ooh, my God, boxer breathe disappears, then the kisses continue. There's no interrupt. Honey from my pot spills over. You'll be my last kiss, my last lover. From head to toe, I need to let you know and help me grow because, boo, I got you. No pen to paper, just words typed. Even though I'm that type, I'd rather kiss my mister will make me his missus rather than just simply being a miss. I've been a wife two times before and I think that I can do it again. And I'm going to start it off with this kiss. In a song. that was my piece. Thank you for indulging.
0: Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Sis. <laughs> you get, you're I like so to write sultry the and then all of a sudden you get all giggly. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs>
11: My mom says, oh, look at my bad good girl. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I love that. I love that. What a what a great thing oh, yeah. to say, right? I tell people all the time, I'm a northern boy from the bell. Oh, how you doing, darling? I'm just fine, There, How you? Drinking sweet tea on the Miranda on the front porch, rocking in my rocking chair, wearing my big probably hat, my lace gloves, as I sit from a mason jar. But I was born outside of Chicago, so who knew?
0: Watching my sister out in the yard digging up bones and playing in the dirt and eating worms. <laughs>
11: oh, and I don't have a problem with that either. And if the dirt is red, it's even better because I will save it and use it as clay and model people who look like me and you, even though that wasn't the plan that day. I just do it organically because that's what I was meant to. like to walk around in my bare feet so I can feel the grass growing and the red dirt and the clay and the mud too. I got my conversation to poetry, right? So I'm a go. I love you, Nyla. <laughs> I am Gina with an E. Storm-like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day. You can find me everywhere that there's poetry. Yes, we can. Thank you so much, sweetheart.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, You're beautiful. I'm stay. Thank you, sis. See you next week. <laughs> All right, tell everyone hi for me.
11: I will. Love you. One love, one mind. Love you too, hun. <laughs> bye, bye.
0: All right, our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air.
1: Hey, Nyla. My darling, can you hear me? My
0: mama, how are you?
1: I was trying to do two things at once and kept getting kicked out, but I'm here. Um, How are you?
0: I'm fine. I was thinking about you today. I've got a surprise for you that's been sitting on my End table in the dining room For probably over a month And I need your address So I can send
1: it to you Okay, I'll give it to you Okay, not on here though uh, Yeah, I'm going to talk to you in private But I'm going to do an erotic piece Because I never get to do it So I'm going to do it on here where I'm safe (laughs) (laughs) Okay (laughs) It's an old one But it's called "Maintenance Man And um, It goes like this I need a bedroom maintainer to work on my container, appointments only. I need a hoochie-coochie man to work on this old foundation, bringing your skills to my boudoir, put a sign on my door saying, under construction, bring your tools and your props. Long time, me no have no good time. Long time, me no have no good sex Feeling pinned up and frustrated I need a hoochie-coochie man to work on my body Set the mood in my bedroom Some bedroom maintenance It's been too long Don't bring me no light bulb Bring a candle and some rum Some ganja oil I need a touch-up. I need to be spoiled. Need you to pump it up. Don't bring no bolts, just a good pair of nuts. I need a maintenance man in my bedroom. Don't need a screwdriver, but I need a good screw. I need to relax and kick back and show you what to do. I need a touch-up right here and a tone-up right there, Pump it up, clean it up, fix it up like new Been turned off so long I need your skills to turn me on Lay some new pipe in this old foundation I don't need a husband or a boyfriend I just need a maintenance man Ain't been fixed up in so long I need a man that rules and shows You how to use his tools No pliers No screwdrivers. Just need a good screw. That's all. Been turned off so long, need to be turned on. High maintenance in my bedroom. I need a body maintainer. Massage my legs, my back, feet, and toes. Lord knows I need a hoochie-coochie man to put that hoochie back in my coochie. Pump it up, tone it up, touch it up, set the mood. Pull out the power tools, latex and china brush to perform longer, stronger. Put a ring on that thing, staying power. If you slow your flow, pump up that stump, dress sharp for me. Get psyched up, get hyped. The kind of fixing up I need is not done with a hammer or nails. Bring the tape measure, measure your tools. Bring sure equipment, equipment. Be equipped for the big job. The high voltage and the surge in my sockets has enough energy to launch a rocket. Spread me with putty made from cinnamon and honey. Fill in the cracks on my walls. Stuff my holes. Stop my leaks. That's the kind of maintenance I need. My honey drippings, dripping scents of honeysuckle flowers in bloom. Intoxicating the room, my body maintainer is working on me I need a fixing up, I need a good rub Rub oil on your hands and slide them up and down my construction I pray you get this work done and cause an eruption I'm filling with passion Place a big kiss beneath my tongue Don't, don't, don't hold me down Don't be hanging around, don't bring no mop to the job, don't bring no broom, don't want to be no bride again, I have no need for a groom, just need my work worked on in the bedroom. I need my needs met, a good maintenance man, in my life is all I desire, that's all I require, all I need is one good maintenance man, extra trimmings to blaze it up, blaze up the sensation, Sensation, oil it up, oil it up, lubrication, concentration, stimulation, G-pops to get my pulse throbbing and popping, magic wand to reach that G-spot, that's that piece.
0: You know, it makes me think about how women evolve. I absolutely love that piece, and that piece was an absolute perfect example of what true erotica is. Okay, you did that entire piece without anything vulgar in there. But it was it, it was saucy, right? Yeah. It really makes me think of how as women we evolve throughout our lives. You know, you know when we're younger, everything has to be, you know, your commitment has to be proven and you have to, you know, and, and everything's a it's just all this 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 hectic chaos of what love and relationships and sex and all that's supposed to be. And you start getting older and older and older, and pretty soon all that romance crap and all that other stuff and, you know, the whole put a (laughs) ring on it type thing, except for the one you were talking about in your poem, um, that just stops becoming our focus. And you Mm -hmm. get to a point where it's like, you know, you don't even need to bring me roses. I just want some good nasty sex. Right? (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: And you then know, then you don't need to waste money home. on
0: roses. Just, you know, clean <laughs> you know, up after yeah, and yourself pick, and we're good.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, then take your ass home. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, too funny.
1: Yeah.
0: I, but someone imagine? asked me one time, he said, you know, what's the?" there was a survey thing, and it was, the question was, what's the best thing a man can do during sex? And I said, not getting his his ass in the way of Sports Center."
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and the, supposed and to be funny. I thought to it was up. I thought it was really funny. But I amused myself a lot. Well
0: All right. What else do you have, Mama?
1: Well, I thought that was enough to stimulate the evening. So I'm gonna go back I just I missed last week and I said I'm not missing this week. I don't care who got a feature but I'm going back to uh to this feature and um I just wanted to come over here. To touch bases with you because i didn't hear from you last week so i'll okay. call you during the week so i'm glad you liked it made you laugh anyway i did it just,
0: made me giggle a couple know. of times while you were reading it i'm sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know your mama don't need no maintenance man i'm i'm just I, I went out the other day and tried to dance and i couldn't even I, the video lasted five seconds and that was because that's all i could do was five seconds of movement <laughs> Yeah
0: Well, you are getting over being yeah. sick It'll come back
1: mm. Mm. Okay You say yep. so I'm telling you All right, Mama so yes, Go so to I'm your happy.
0: feature thing I love you and I appreciate yes. you being here
1: Okay, love you too, baby And I can't wait to hear from you On a private chat later on
0: <laughs> Yes, ma'am
1: Okay All right, All right.
0: Bye All right. Okay We do have area code 937, 937, yeah, 937. You are not in the lineup. If you want to come on the air, please press 1, and I'll know it's okay to unmute you if you're here just listening and hanging out. Welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. There we go. We got you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 807807. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, how are you? Robbie, baby. I'm here. It's been a while since I've done that. It's Robbie, baby. <laughs> I was laughing
12: to myself because uh,
0: it, was, it was just a coincidence,
12: I swear. But uh, I, I got two new sets of Allen keys today, and I was, I was uh, just figuring some things out and then goofing around on them while uh mama <laughs> was uh, reading her poem, and you know, she's talking about tools and all these kind of things, and... and <laughs> Here I am playing with my Allen key. Allen keys. I just thought I
0: just thought it was kind
12: of a funny thing. Anyways. She's
0: old enough to be your mother. I know, but I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> saying. It's just, it just it just
12: lined up. It just lined up kind of funny. That is awesome.
0: So what have you been yeah. up to, Robbie? How is it going?
12: Oh, not too bad. I uh, I was uh, tuned into uh, stars. Uh, feature uh, with Noreen there on Noreen's show, so I, I got was, there uh, right
0: at the tail end and, and then started <laughs> it from the beginning and, and listened to the whole thing. It was amazing.
12: Oh, cool, cool. Glad you got a chance to uh, to see it. So that yeah, was, uh, she made
0: me cry.
12: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: you know it's like kind of like i was talking about earlier you know you wonder if you matter you wonder if you make an impact on your life you wonder Mm -hmm. if you you know if you do things to help people all of that stuff and i'm no different Mm -hmm. than that i wonder that all the time you know is what i do here does it really make a difference you know and then to hear her say something like she did Mm -hmm. And to give me the validation of that, I don't get yeah. that all the time like that, and it just really, yeah. it really touched me. It's it's
12: human nature, you know. A lot of sometimes people deny it and that, but we all like to to hear that, you know, a little bit of validation, and we all, well, we all wonder, you know, do we, uh, how much difference we make and all that, and mm-hmm. and uh, I was touched by uh, her words for me as well, so. So yeah, I was I was uh I was just pleased uh with um with her show and and how it went for her and everything. It was good to hear her words. So uh anyways, I uh was as often happens, because you know, coincidences abound, uh I was going to read these two po- two poems, The Anchor and Tower but I'm gonna switch it up a bit, and one of them that I'm gonna read is sunlight and moonlight because I was looking for a moon poem, but then I found this really old one by my standards anyway, because it's ooh, 2010, way back in the times of 2010. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, it is old for me, and it's uh, moonlight, sunlight, and it just came, the way it came up for me it was kind of cool because I was just talking uh, about that. With, uh, with star actually you know The, mon- the moon uh, With the sun And uh, kind of how you switch back and forth Between the two aspects in life And uh, so I thought I would read this So Moonlight Sunlight Moonlight is the madness The moonbeams that melt in your Eyes tears A midnight madness of love's malady Melancholy mistiness Surrounding you and me Sunlight is the sh- Shimmering shimmer, the sun, sorry, the shining shimmer captured in the dreams you spy, scintillating sunbeams, subliminally suffusing, so sweetly warming your being. That moonlight made me mad, you know. Mostly mystical, my memory of you murmuring and melodizing, making me wish for a mesmerizing melody of you. Please take that sunlight and let it not burn me through Please take that moonlight and let it not make me melancholy, murmuring sadness through and through. Instead, let that sun invigorate me. Let it shine forth with your care. Take me to the moon of your love, where only I can go, as into your moonlight sky I stare. And that is Moonlight, Sunlight.
0: That was beautiful. Thank you. It was so beautiful.
12: It's uh, a little older in terms of. Uh, I used to fool around more with uh, alliteration. I don't do that as much anymore, but uh, but I do still do that once in a while. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. What else <laughs> are you gonna read for us?
12: Uh, I have the two poems, Anchor and Tower. I can. I'll read the. I think I'll read the Anchor one. Because it's it's another duality one, sort of. But it's a duality within one object. Uh, So here, and this is based on the Lenormand card of Anchor. Uh, Lenormand was like a uh, fortune-telling card set. Not like tarot quite. It's kind of a different mode of things. And I've always been fascinated with how the symbols represent ideas. So uh, this is Anchor. Setting down anchor to settle into soul, stability guaranteed, yet threat of cementing the concrete, what I have in control. My anchor is my stability, yet it feels too heavy of weight. I feel as if I cannot cast anchor to survey both what I want and need to explore. My anchor is a blessing and a curse, both in how I use it and how it is used. It keeps me stable and grounded yet so easily of late, that keeps me cemented into place. That which relaxes me of late has become utterly routine. And while it settles me out to some degree, I yearn to cast my anchor aside, to feel free and to be the soul I was meant to be. That is anchor. And I was laughing while I was reading it because it was just so effing (laughs) uh, appropriate of late because, you know, we... With uh, COVID restrictions are easing, but it's still it's taking a long time for everything to truly get back in the flow, and it's still hard to find things. For like for me, it's hard to find events to go to and all that, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's a lot. I, I I like doing my coding, pra- practicing my coding and my math class, and and uh, I'm doing some citizen science stuff and that now, and it's all good and well, and I like it, but. I want to go. Out, I want to go out there and do stuff, man. <laughs> you know, so after a while, the you know, after a while, the the kind of the you know, it's like it's like I said in the poem, the, the routine stuff. You know, it's fun. There's some fun stuff there, but you want to go out and do something different. But at least tomorrow's Canada Day, and tomorrow there'll uh, be oh, like it's right. In, it, it's awesome because uh, it, we have celebrations right in my neighborhood. So I literally just have to go up the front door, and there's. There's things for me to to do all day, and it'll be nice to see neighbors and, and friends. So that's very and, it'll be cool. out, and It'll be mostly outside. Don't have to worry about uh you know da- uh, a damn mask on all you know, throughout the whole thing. <laughs> I work I work eight <laughs> and a half hours. A, I I work eight and a half hours a day, uh, eight and a half hour shifts usually, and I still wear it at work because I just more on the cautious side for that. So you know, any any chance that I can have that thing off and still be safe, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> Outdoor
0: activities, yes.
4: <laughs> so. That's yeah.
12: awesome.
0: Are you going to be here next week? Ah, uh, I'm not
12: too sure. <laughs> I think I think I'm actually I think I'm working then actually. Speaking of work, yeah, I think I'm well, working. Well, keep then. a palm
0: okay. in your pocket and run to the restroom because there's great acoustics <laughs> in there. <laughs>
12: Well, I I wonder if it was great acoustics for the guy that had the text because uh, there was I I had to stop myself from laughing because I had my uniform on still I didn't want to be laughing at a customer you know I had my but uh, he uh, had my had my uniform on but he he got a text uh, when I was still using the washroom and and the text goes Hey there, sexy, you just got another text. And he said it just like that, too, and I almost laughed out loud on the spot. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that he has a text like that. And what if, it, what if he got, like, six texts in a row? What would that sound like? Would it, be, would it just keep saying the same sentence over and over again? or what if, You would never it be like, underestimate heaven.
0: the power of positive affirmation. <laughs> yeah.
12: <laughs> or feeding the ego. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's <Yeah>. so funny. <laughs>
0: I you know the drill
12: yep uh i can be found on facebook under robbie's multimedia poetry and if you go to the links there you'll see me at the different places that i'm at uh like soundcloud and and all poetry and that and then uh, the plan is that next month i don't know if it'll be like the exact same like if uh like Stars feature was it would have been the last would have been like the last Tuesday or something of the month. But anyways, uh, it'll probably be like around the same time this July coming up. Uh, it'll be my turn up to be uh, featured. So uh, I'm already <laughs> I'm already starting to make notes. I've uh, it's been so long since I've engaged with people in the poetic sphere here in town and just in general. And I, I thought to myself, well, it's good to make the notes now because my memory's kind of become disengaged from what i've done right because i haven't done for so long so i i don't want to forget anybody in terms of mentioning them like I, I found this oh geez i got to remember that my my uh number one fan there in israel and i've got to remember uh a friend in town who did the poetry music uh poetry and music shows and so so i don't want to forget any of that and i need to kind of Reconnect all the dots in my brain Of, of what I've been doing For over the past few years So <laughs> It sounds kind of weird I know but
0: <laughs> I get it
12: Yeah I get it Alright oh, my dear hello, Lori. I just want to say hello Lori
0: I know right <laughs> I'm so excited
12: I want yeah. her to call in too Yeah <laughs> Okay uh, Good night to everybody See you when I see
0: you. (laughs) All right, Robbie. Good job. Thank you, sweetheart. You bet. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Area code. Oops. Unmuting the wrong one. Sorry, 919. Not your turn yet. Robbie hung up and it made the board jump. Okay. 973, then 919. Those are our next two callers. 973, you're on the air. Nine or
13: nine three seven, yeah. I'm sorry. Nine three seven are you with was, me? Well nine three seven, yes. I was confused, like, uh, that's not my area, coach. <laughs> I'm God just
0: sick with numbers, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I really am, it's a thing. <laughs>
13: okay, I get it. I get it. All right. Well, yeah, thanks for letting me on you know, be on your show and all that. Um <laughs> and, uh, my name? Okay, first of all, I guess I should start off by introducing myself, right? Right. Can you hear me all right? We can. You can? That's good. Because you know who the fuck I am? Who? Brian. W.F.J. Brian F.J. I used to, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Zygote in My Coffee. I used to run that and everything in the uh, talk show. Uh, I had. I used to host a blog talk show like this. And I just saw, you know, we were friends on uh Facebook or whatever, and I was like, "Oh wow, so sure. I, I haven't done that in a long time. That'd be fun." <laughs> so I thought, "Well, fucking hey, Let's just call in and uh, be, you know, your usual dumbass." And uh, yeah, I'm from uh, the 937 is Dayton, Ohio. I reign from Dayton, Ohio. I don't know if you've heard of Dayton, Ohio. Uh,
0: I've heard of it. Yes.
13: Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know what I heard, but cool. I have heard. <laughs> it's a big deal. We had one of those mass shootings like a couple of years ago here. Uh, right on the street I used to live on, uh, Fifth Street. <laughs> Not funny, I know. But uh, it just was weird. It's like in, it happened in an establishment that uh, I used to frequent. And it's like, damn, I wasn't there that night. Um, wow. That's just become such an epidemic right now. And it, it's bizarre to me. It's like, wow what is going on with this country? There's something... Our, our country is sick right now. It's sick as hell. I know. There's something really wrong. And, uh, and it has a lot to do with society, and crap like that. But, you know, I don't want to bug you down with a bunch of, you know, <laughs> sad-ass stuff. I just want to read some poetry and get to know this show. Um, I like what I've been hearing. It uh, seems like fun. You know, and I miss... Uh, <laughs> I miss no, I, seriously, it does. I, I miss being... In the poetry scene, I, I've been kind of out. I mean, I've been in the poetry scene, but I haven't, like, I used to host all kinds of live shows and stuff like San Francisco, uh, New Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, Oakland, and just, uh, and I kind of miss it. <laughs>
0: well, I'm glad you found your way here. Yeah,
13: I am too. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Um,
0: Do your thing. It's all yours. Do <laughs>
13: <laughs> All right. Well, um yeah. Um yeah, some of these conversations I you know what? I almost enjoy the uh, conversations, the pre conversations before each individual reads their poetry. That seems more interesting. You get to know the individual to a certain degree.
0: Mm-hmm. So
13: I like that. I like that a lot about your show.
0: Um <laughs> how, how long has it? I, been I doing yammer this? a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
13: No, How long have you been doing this, if you don't mind me asking, interviewing you a little bit?
0: It's our 15th year, being on the air. Are
13: you serious?
0: Uh-huh.
13: Wow. Every Thursday,
0: 15 years.
13: That is commitment. Okay. <laughs> wow. I'm impressed. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and I want to interview you a little more, too. Do uh, you have any vices?
0: <laughs> Do I have any <laughs> vices? Yeah. Um, I don't know I like to drink a glass of wine during the show is that advice
13: oh that's awesome okay good I'm, I'm knocking back uh, 80 proof vodka alright <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: 80
13: proof vodka mixed with Diet Coke the name of the the drink is Lincoln's Beard take note Lincoln's Beard um, they used to call it a skinny bitch or something like that I was like nope I can't abide by that I can't be telling my buddies and shit that I'm drinking a skinny bitch <laughs> I'm drinking Lincoln's beard. So I try to make it sound masculine, so I'm trying to spread that. And locally, everyone knows. All the all the local bartenders know. It's like, oh, Brian's here. You he want the Lincoln's beard, right, buddy? I'm like, yep, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Thank That's you. too funny. That's too <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, okay. Yeah, if you just want me to start reading. I will. Um, but I'm willing to yap too. It's always fun. Uh, if you want to get them tender a little bit bitter bitter is a real word in my vocabulary well
0: now huh? that you're now that you're here, that means you're part of the family, that means like we've got forever to get to know you because okay. you're not going anywhere right
13: uh, well, I don't know you don't know from day to day what's gonna happen <laughs>
0: don't you see this turban on my head and realize that I am a strong black woman, and my name is Miss Cleo, and I know everything. <laughs>
13: No, I wasn't aware that you were clairvoyant.
0: And uh, <laughs> I am, Mr. Cleo. I know everything. You'll but be back. thanks. For All right. All right. I'll start.
13: My first poem is going to be about Fifth Street. Fifth Street, downtown Dayton. Um, that's where that mass shooting happened. That's where I used to live for years. And uh, this poem, yeah. Uh, when I wrote it, it you know, it, it's important to me. It's Okay, so I'm going to go ahead. Okay, this is called Fifth Street by Brian W. Dujay. Okay, All up and down Fifth Street, there's sex. God picked up trucks and fresh tattoos that glow on the pale February bleached flesh of girls. And all the skinny caramel lattes are clutched too tight. Even though they are hotter than the August pavement, and everywhere you go the cell phones are screaming to be released from all the pockets, purses, and glove compartment coffins, and all the yellow slowly leaks from the sun as I sit in the cafe murdering myself one cigarette at a time. End. <laughs>
0: one cigarette at a time.
13: Well, more like one drink at a time. (laughs) At the bar, Eh, cafe. That that just makes it sound, you know, not as adverse. But yeah, I I would say, yeah, one drink at a time,
0: at the bar. (laughs) It's funny. So, do you have a second one you're going to read for us?
13: Of course, if I'm allowed to. Of course. No, go ahead. Well, let's see here. No, because since I am the local bar fly here, and what we call the 45409, we call it the 09, we're all 09ers. So, I'm an 09er. Okay. But, uh, yeah, here we go. All right. This is a bar pump. <laughs> Titled, Two Seats Over. She is a princess of emptiness. Blowing kisses that miss by a mile. And making promises that are as empty as a vampire's coffin at midnight. End motherfucking poem. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> those, those girls with empty eyes, right? Yes,
13: exactly.
0: You got it. Boom.
13: Just, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You nailed that. Wow. Okay. I guess I'll just if I can read a couple more I will. I mean shit.
0: That one was That's short. You cool. said so you can do one more. Well all of mine yeah, all of mine are short, yeah.
13: Okay. Here's another one about one of those those gals. Uh, okay. This one is titled Slow Burn. Her pigtails tickle my thighs and whisper secrets on my belly. Come lipstick war paint beneath her gaze. And the music guides us through another
0: night in poem. See, I love that piece because we're always talking about the difference between erotica and Mm -hmm. porn poems, you know, nasty poems, porn poems, adult poems. And Mm -hmm. yours was an absolutely perfect example of what true, pure, beautiful erotica is. Because you were oh, no. able to paint a picture there that was so vivid without getting nasty about it. Oh,
4: yeah. That it well, plays with me. the
0: mind. So true erotica gets in a person's mind and just, just totally messes them up, right? Where adult poetry, mm-hmm. porn poems, what I call porn poems, they get into the <laughs> graphics of it and uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, get into the graphics yeah. of it, you know, and uh-huh. I, I I shot... Shit down her cavern and whatever the hell they're saying, <laughs> right?
13: You people who say that? Oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah, That's that was actually a line in
0: a poem from years ago mm-hmm. that someone read. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll never forget that in my life. Um, but to be able to create such an erotic and and I mean th- that was a very intense image that you created with that poem. And it yeah, stays I, in the brain, and the brain is what gets turned on.
13: Right. I am. You know, yes, so to be I'm able to a, walk a that line and not let it yes. spill
0: over is amazing. So that was incredible.
13: Yeah, I'm very much a I'm I'm uh, highly turned on by uh, smart, strong women, you know, intellectuals mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and artists, and that. Uh, yeah. Um, You know, but, you know, if I need my special, you know, hand time, handy time, you know, I'll just go on (laughs) (laughs) Pornhub.com.
0: I'm still the best date I've ever had. I get it. (laughs) All right, my dear, tell everyone how to find you. (laughs)
4: Uh,
13: I don't know. I'm on Facebook, I guess. Uh, Brian (laughs) C.J. F-U-G-E-T-T, Facebook, and uh, I'm on Instagram, um, you know, uh, as Brian Fuget, uh, and, um, I, I don't know. There, I really, you know, I used to do, I used to be the host of Dig Up My Coffee. I used to host that website way back in the day, and I used to host a, a, a radio show podcast just like this called Nothing to Lose. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but, uh. I just, uh, you know, I kind of missed doing that, and I discovered, you know, saw your, your show pop up on here on my Facebook, and I'm like, oh, wow! I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to call in. I think. So, and I appreciate your well, time. I'm you glad talking. you did. It. Yeah, I appreciate you hosting me, and um, yeah, I continue. You know, I I look forward to continuing like listening to this show and everything. So every Thursday, you say, right? Correct. Every Thursday. Yep. And it's like three hours or more. Man, that's a mm-hmm. lot. Three hours. No come, All right. Well, if you ever need a co-host, you know how to contact me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, thank you so much. It was awesome having mm-hmm. you on tonight.
13: Thank you for having me. i talk to you later. Good night.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. Okay. And our last caller for the evening, area code 919. You are on the air.
9: Hello. Hello, Naila. Hello.
0: Hello Granville. How are you
9: I am actually feeling a little bit uh, somber, uh meditative but that is my happy place really i i'm I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy in my fortress of solitude. Well, I'm, that's a good thing. Excellent thing. Excellent. I live, that's the moment I live from. When you, know, when you, you said know. that's
0: my happy place, it instantly made me think, do I have a happy Where's my happy place? You know where my happy place was? When I was a little girl, we had this huge apple tree that grew right up against the house. And at night, I would open my window and I would climb out into the apple tree and I would just sit out there in the apple tree all night. Looking at the stars and eating apples, and I wouldn't do that today because you know now I know there's bugs and spiders in there. Bugs I don't mind. I know there's spiders in there, so I wouldn't do it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the dark you can't see them, and no, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, maybe think about my childhood apple tree. Sitting in the branches
9: at night. That's a beautiful thing because we all need to find our happy place. Yeah. Because it is our place of refuge. It, it is where we go back to rebuild. And re- it's our USB port. Separate. Yes. Couldn't say it better than I hmm But you're going to before. because
0: you're a poet, and I can't wait to see what you're going to read. What do you have for us tonight, Granville?
9: You know what? Uh, I had a poem I wonder if you call called Woman. And... Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the poet that went by before. What is his name? What was that? I, I... I was listening to the to the poet. Right just, before you. Just, yeah. Brian. Yeah. Uh, and you know yeah you, you know it's a poem. If it was something sexual and you know and uh, something sexual and. I'm not I'm not vulgar.
0: No, you're not. You know, at and, all. Yeah.
9: You no know, and yeah, and but 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 I was listening because women I think about women shit all my life. All my life. Mm-hmm. Women have always just me because <laughs> there is mystery there. Lot of mystery, unending an mystery, and I'm still, and I'm still learning and happily so too. Because you know, like, I'm not surprised by it because you know, it like I say, it has always discombobulated me. And anything that concerns me and gets my attention, you know, any anything become the focus of my gaze, gets a colonoscopy. Yeah, because if 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 I if if you be, become the focus of my gaze, you're gonna get my attention. You are going to get my attention probably for life. And until I figure it out, you know, and until it ceases to amaze me, and you know, and and I find that so in women, you know, as as uh, Because as I read and I perform and I talk to women, I find that every orifice and a woman is sexually orchestrated. You know, because that's her job. Mm-hmm. Her job is to bring forth life. Here for life, you know, make life happen, make things go, up, build stuff, build shit, you know, and you know, and and love it and you know and, and and be good to it and and make sure that it 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 prolong and progress and advance. And as the guy and as I'm thinking you know and as as the guy was saying about Oli and, and talking to women, talking to women is like the ears, they hear different to men. all ears give life to shit. It brings forth. It makes stuff happen. You know, it, you know, it, it. <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. God is just great the way he put this world together simply man and woman you know we can't even you know figure it figure it out you know our you know we I have a poem called we are not masters here if I could find it right now i they read it but I'm gonna do that one you know I, I was gonna do this one called woman and then and then I said, to top it off, I want to do a poem I've read here before it's, it's sexual too, but not vulgar. You heard it before, uh how babies are created, you know, and mm-hmm. and that is the, yeah, and that is a function of, of, of human beings to procreate, and it's bigger than us. You know, our sexual impulses masters us. You know, and you know, you know, it's 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 a powerful it's a powerful thing. You know, it's a really really powerful thing and and amazing. Amazing, you know, that 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 is one of woman's favorite words. Amazing, and and it is amazing. It is amazing. Yes, Nyla. So happy Fourth of July when it comes.
0: To you too, sir. <laughs> yeah,
9: and, and 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 you know we're going to start the fireworks tonight.
0: What i What was that? I'm sorry.
9: I said we are going to start the fireworks tonight.
0: Oh really? Well, you can never oh, have yes. too many
9: fireworks. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you know women, women, woman you know, are, are so uh what the word I'm looking for. <laughs> woman woman likes to cooperate, woman likes to cooperate, they have to cooperate if they are <laughs> Woman lives for the tandem. It never fails to amaze me, you know, because you're ready to light for your Women woman have a, a, a beautiful planet, the best planet God could have given to man. And as I tell woman, just remember one thing. <laughs> Women don't have deficiency. Woman's problem is efficiency. <laughs> you are not less; you are more.
4: <laughs>
9: Why are
0: you giggling, Granville?
9: Because, because, because I have I had, I had to find it out there, hardly Because, as I, as I began life, as I began life in my youth, I grew up with my grandmother and my sister,
4: mm-hmm. and we
9: always, and we always seem to be at odds because they they want to work and they want me to do work, and I have no interest in doing work you know i i i have the the ocean a half a mile down there and the mountain a mile and a half of the world. all I want to do is wander and explore <laughs> i have n- I have no interest in toil and labor <laughs> and and I, and I had to put these things together and realize the reasons for our differences and how we, and how we all come together. And, and that's what started out in my life. Early, I started like, I had to, I, at about five years old, I knew I wanted to understand life ab- above anything else, above anything. Nothing mattered to me more. If I'm going to die one day. I'm gonna give my life to understanding life. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like the wiser thing to do to me. And and I've never digressed from that path. I've grown tremendously. I love my life. Yes, Naila. No more monologuing.
6: Okay.
9: Okay. Go ahead. Speak again. Speak, Nyla, Your turn. No, it's your turn. Um, okay, my turn. My turn. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. This. Po- <laughs> I talk all night long, and you guys don't want to hear me talk. I want to hear you.
9: Okay. Okay. This poem I'm I'm gonna do is called Woman. Upon entering the establishment. Mine eyes surveyed the surroundings, chose the path that I would tread, and set off thenceforth. Ten paces into my journey, I saw her. There she stood, woman, life itself, almost upon her. I read her name tag, discerned her name, and spoke it vigorously. It was then she looked up to acknowledge me with a look of who is open Pandora's box. I am she. This is my world. There is no other like me. You have no idea what you have done. Mine eyes all the while fixated upon her resting every inch of her paying attention to details. I feel the life in her Engulfs me Suddenly I feel So consumed I inhaled And exhaled Repeatedly Gathered my thoughts Coming the closest Of a path was almost overthrown by this wave of power I thought women after epic they each need their own zip code thank you
0: they each need their own zip code that's awesome Yes. W-
9: women are awesome. Women are huge. Women are, <laughs> 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 women, are women are an unto themselves.
0: Hey, Granville, are you gonna read two tonight? Oh
9: yeah, I'm gonna read two. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna read uh, I'm I'm gonna read the one I told you. Uh, how babies are created. Okay. Yes, how so babies are Created. Our heart. Ah, uh, yeah. One, one second. Let me get out the block. I'm going to get out the block that's going to be fine.
4: Yes.
14: Our heart
9: races violently. I. I'm in a trance. a Kuruastin. Bearing down with animalistic tendencies. While beneath me, she lays. And happily so.
4: She receives
9: my every trust and eagerly awaits the other. Her impulse to comply the oneness, the unison, waiting as if the fate of mankind Depends upon us. And it does. The huffing. The puffing. Until finally. It comes to. A climactic. Crescendo. As we lay entwined. Entwined. She rears a smile that is obvious to the blind standing up I look down upon her smiling face and ask want more? if if you want to she replies still smiling and making snow angels in the bed. But that was two hours, I said. Well, you asked. Come with me then. That I can do for an hour or two. And, and then I'll have to go. My work is done here. I shall then leave the incubating to you. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: That was incredible.
3: Thank you, Myla. Thank you.
0: You are very, very welcome, Granville. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come and visit you and get to know you and your poetry better.
9: (laughs) You can follow me at Granville John Hedrington Facebook and Instagram. Email me at granvillehedrington.gh at gmail.com. Hire me. Buy a book. I got some more (laughs) merchandise coming out soon, too. I have a lot of merchandise in, in the near future. I'm just... My son said that I am slow. I am.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, hon. I appreciate you being here so much tonight. appreciate the reads, and we will talk to you next week, okay?
9: Yes, we will. As long as God's alive, we'll be there. Just thank you, All
0: right, hon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank you all for being here. We're going to close this show tonight with a track by Adam Faulkner called Passing, and we will see you next week.
14: For a fellow teacher who, during my first month in a classroom, was shot and killed on his way into work. Passing. Barely just above the bar, trembling and chin-raised is camouflage for students in my class. It is acrobatic tap dance tailored for the tongue. It's like good hair. It's like almost. It's like sewn-on name brand. It is mimicking the fit like same-shade non-border pieces in a jigsaw, hidden and unassuming like a bladed-edge napping in the flesh of an inner cheek. What passing is not. Is bullet through neck on steps to the F train or twitching like fly bodies snared against honey? It is not. The image of a throat gushing pulpy and black from the mouth for $20 in church to work. We graduated wingtips with a wife and two daughters in college. It is not how a 40-year teaching career should end. Gruesome and alone. To the pitter-pat of rat feet over iron Great platforms, passing is more like what storm clouds do when the worst moves beyond what we can see. Dear Grand Street faculty, we regret to inform you of the passing of David Lee. For information regarding a memorial service, please see the payroll secretary in 209F. A mailroom memo. <laughs> Two weeks late, complete with Scotch tape, and spelling errors. Costumed like the swallowing spit of gentrification. Hand across the mouth to keep it, gotta let a dying dog lie, type quiet. Like, don't pull the band-aid yet, it'll scar. Call it what it ain't and add bleach so the stains come loose and the wash like sweater yarn. Call it a passing, because words like murder and left for dead, and teachers being expendable and lying because it's easy. You stink too much like the smoke of something burning reek too heavy like the rest of the story, like fatherless homes and the manhood a gun can give. While the hammers in our mouths that we got taught to never bite become brittle, lose steam, jam up. While the tape on the back of a mailroom memo unfixes itself and falls to the floor, and a murder turned passing turned recycle bin memory washes away like graffiti stains and wanted posters When I can stand before a classroom of my students in Bushwick, Brooklyn And pretend they're in a drinking gold written for us to follow When a murder ain't a murder and it's just another happenstance And silence is the only needle needed to stitch our lips together from questioning that camouflage How there are too many reasons as to why a boy becomes broken enough for the weight and warmth of Glock in hand to fill the void of having never been taught how to shave his face. How my classrooms are beginning to blend immaculate like 16-year-olds chained to one another on a rickety old and overheated number nine bus upstate. And how the shards of their lives are forced to spread apart like Air Force Ones in a routine strip search.